Guys, got a quick one for you before we get started. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mean to hold anything up. I know we got important business here, but mm. why are all redneck murders always like, why are redneck murders so tricky to solve? I don't know, Brian. Why? Well, well the DNA records always match and there's zero dental records. <gasps> oh. Welcome, <laughs> boys and ghouls, to the June show, 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 showdown episode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve Champ. Mm. <laughs> Making fun of poor people, impoverished people in the South. Fuck them. <laughs> We are here, guys, in June, getting ready for a little showdown episode. Uh, first of all, you could tell from that fucking hilarious joke at the top of the show. You're real funny. Uh, I know. I'm a funny guy. We're doing redneck shenanigans. That is the topic. That's the one that the big old spinny wheel picked with a couple other ones. And then you know what? It's your fault because you rat fucks out there picked it. You're the ones who said go do redneck shenanigans. So we picked three In my mind it was hillbilly hijinks. Mm. I don't know why I like, you know, like it, somehow I changed that. Those alliterations can get mixed up. Yeah. yeah. And honestly hijinks shenanigans. It's almost same. interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. People being silly uh, gooses. Just being a bunch of silly geese, uh, you know, picking up hitchhikers or, you know, torturing, you know, tourists. Uh, a lot of a lot of this stuff, unfortunately, starts at the gas station, guys, which mm-hmm. a lot of life's best and worst things start at a gas station. This is why you should always pump your own gas. So that's why I don't trust states that don't let you do it. You know, like New Jersey. I will desperately mm. avoid okay, getting gas in New Jersey. Although in the wintertime, it's kind of nice, you know, not mm-hmm. having to get out of your car. Right. But who knows what they're putting in that gas tank? You know what I mean? They're definitely um, putting their wieners in it. They're from time to time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a New Jersey thing. <laughs> in New that might Jersey. Be in the South. That actually might be more of a South Have you guys thing. ever looked close at the New Jersey license plate? It actually says New Jersey, the garden state, and then underneath, we have sex with cars. <laughs> it says it in really small letters if you look close. Uh, it's guys, exactly oh. why they stopped like allowing electric car sales. Mm. In New Jersey, because too many people were going to get their dicks electrocuted. Yeah, they're getting dick shock. They're getting dick shock. They're getting sticker shock when they buy them because they're expensive. And then they're getting dick shock when they fuck them because of the electricity. Um, guys, uh, we are going to get into these sons of bitchin' movies here in a hot, hot sec. But a couple of things. I, I got to set the scene for everybody here. I need to let you know what's at stake. There's some stuff happening. If you've not been following i got to tell you the storylines okay first of all this is meg's uh last uh at least for the foreseeable future showdown episode uh so the unfortunate reality of that for us is if she wins she technically can retire champ which we don't want to have happen Mm -mm. nobody wants that Nobody wants her walking around demanding the discount at Giant Eagle, you know, years after she's off the pot. Like, nobody wants her abusing that power. She already does. Right. 
And nobody Isley's wants her to be able pissed to, off at me. Yeah, nobody wants her to be able to do that indefinitely. That's just going to be a, a scar on all of guys. Our, sidebar yeah. guys, I just learned within the last two months that there's an actual just like Isley's restaurant. So we yeah. should have wrapped that into this. Mm. Like it's not just Giant Eagle that you get the discount. Well, it there's is only also, like one Isley's restaurant right. left. There used to be a local chain. There was like dozens of them, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't even uh, know. But yeah, I, yeah. I've like been to the one in Linesville, PA like mm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, I've never actually been to one of them. I've driven past one of them one time, and occasionally you will like see a little kind of lunch counter type of restaurant that's now like a you know hot dog shop or something, and somebody will go, "Hey, they used to be in Isley's." You know, yeah. People like to say that's mm. a dad thing. Or to say. say like where something <laughs> yeah, used to be in general. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There is, and you know what? I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume that discount applies. Um, but again, I, we don't want you just to feel like you can take advantage of that into perpetuity. Like I said, it's going to be a stain on all of our reputations. Um, We're in a real CM Punk 2011 uh, situation right now. <laughs> really yeah, I are. like to, I like I like that you guys talk. Like I just won't still just assert myself regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if I'm not, <laughs> at least we can like completely plead ignorance though and be like, no, this is unfounded. This is like on her. She's fucking unhinged. But like, if it's if it's like you did win the last one, it'll be like, well, technically, and then we got to do a bunch of splaining. And listen, there's one thing I hate doing. It's splaining. Um, and then the other bad thing, again, primarily for your boy over here, is Steve's won two in a row. And if Steve wins this one, um, I heard all that'll be the first repeat. And oh. he's promised a bunch of weird cryptic things um, <laughs> that we're all concerned about. Um, so I'm, I'm a ball of nerves here, guys. I'm stressed out. Uh, my tummy's messed up. I attribute it to this fucking <laughs> cacophony of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm that I'm in the middle of here. So really, I'm, I'm the last. I'm the last body's hope just here. like a piece of shit. Yeah, it is. It's absolute fucking garbage. Um, but I'm going to fight valiantly. I'm going to be like Michael Jordan in the 1990, I think, six uh, finals. You think this is your flu game? Flu, yeah. And then he like dropped like 50 points on the jazz or whatever. Mm. That's pretty much what I'm going to do here today. That's at least what my plan is. (laughs) That's Um, pretty much what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to drop 50 on the jazz. uh, Cross up. I don't know who it was. Derek Harper or something at the free throw line. Win it on the road. um, Take money out of all of Carl Malone's children's mouths or they don't eat money they take food to spot with the money that analogy <laughs> fell apart in any case joke is Carl Malone has a bunch of illegitimate kids um, alright guys joke. That's yeah, you guys it. know Carl Malone the mailman um, anyway uh, let's get into uh, a couple of orders of business we got a knockout on the top of the show uh, personally I'm not drinking any beer right now uh I got a tummy trouble, so I'm drinking ginger and lemon tea in my big ceramic <laughs> mug like a big boy. Mm-hmm. You know, You're being responsible. Good. I've been drinking being that as well. Pain. So yeah. <laughs> well, you guys um, both got tum tum issues now. Am oh I no, no! I've said I've thriving? been drinking it. I just have. Mm-hmm. I just have lemon ginger tea. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not drinking it now. I just have it. I've been mm. drinking it during the week because I like it. I like it too, but this is out of necessity because of my tummy tummy. Mm -hmm. Um, But you guys' tummy tummies are probably doing all right. What are you drinking? Yeah, so my tummy tummy is fine, but my back hurts real bad. I don't know why. I've been having back trouble. I'm old too. (laughs) God, we should kill ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) 
episode me and steve's last day on earth yeah last day if, meg, if meg wins we're out <laughs> <laughs> you guys are actually oh, getting executed that's actually the punishment episode pact. we did not bring it up we have a suicide <laughs> pact if you win <laughs> but, um, yeah. So in order to uh, in order to also you know help Brian out because he's not drinking, I'm going to give a quick review of the Arizona Hard Tea Party Pack. Party pack. <laughs> party I don't pack think anyone's asked for this though. But all I the, did because I thought the public's been clamoring for it. <laughs> the people Steve have sent to a picture of this in his cart, and he was like, "I'm about to fucking." Party. I would like to have a poll put out. Do the people actually want it? The people have to know about the Arizona Hard Tea. <laughs> it's so great. hard. I'm so yeah. now. I wish you also picked up the Arizona like gummies and like did like a little pairing. That would have been real cute. I've had those. They're fine. Mm. I didn't know they're about fine. These. these are better. the the hard The hard teas are better. Uh, it comes in three flavors: lemon, peach, and green tea. Only three in the party pack. Yeah, only Four's three in the party, party pack. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, three's just kind of a thruple. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, three's three's fine. Four's a party. See, I think the problem is because they don't they don't have the half lemonade, half tea. Mm. But that's te- technically their Arnie Palmer brand. Oh so yeah, yeah. Did they do mix. a hard version of that as well? I imagine it's somewhere. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. So just quick review: the lemon one is okay. Yeah, it's fine. The peach one is the best. No shit. It's really great. It's actually like it's better than any other hard tea thing I've had. Hmm. And then the green tea one is weird. It's really it's nice and it's refreshing, but they really lean heavy on the honey and not the green tea. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, you need balance when it comes to honey. Let's be real, guys. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I still like it, though. It's still like mm. really refreshing. It's a really refreshing honey drink. It's just upsetting that it doesn't taste anything like the green tea Arizona. Mm. Mm. So yeah. would you say you're partying right now? Yeah, I would say I'm partying. Despite okay. despite That's, my need for a bacchiotomy, <laughs> I am partying. That is all that matters. As long as it delivers on what the package uh, suggests is going to happen, which is a party, then yeah, it, it fulfilled its needs, right? It gets my stamp of summer drinker 2023. You know what would have been a good idea too is that you could have just like um like kind of lined them up against your back and then like taped them to you so they kind of kept you like you know mm. erect in sorts you know and helped your back you know it's. Like, I was gonna think like the coldness would like take down any type of inflammation. Yeah, that's, that's, but I mean, sure. That's yeah, no, you. you're both right. A, but a you, cold, a you cold said you're gonna use. You figured head use on it a as stick. A, that's that'll be the first time we talk about <laughs> it's it. It's a real head on a stick situation. <laughs> uh, you you said no. Let's use this as some sort of spinal brace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's also got scoliosis. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A frozen spinal brace. It's great. Yeah. yeah. It's a great idea. Shaq. I saw Shaq. Uh, that's the new Icy Hot product. It's just a bunch of cans that you fucking tape to your back. But once they get to the proper temperature, you then just drink them. You hand them to your friends and you say, here, mm-hmm. it's the proper temperature. My back did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you give your friends all your back sweat from, you know. <laughs> This yeah, is an out in the sun proof product. I, I can't Smart. imagine a situation where this doesn't Why make a billion dollars. Why are we not starting a marketing firm right now? <laughs> I'm just saying this, this. I mean, we're spitballing here, right? It's the fucking uh, Shark Tank over here. Um, Meg, what are you? What are you drinking? What are you getting after? <laughs> um, so I like didn't really have time to go to the store, but I'm really excited about what I got. So I grabbed a bottle of wine from work. Mm-hmm. Grabbed a pet net. Um, 
I will butcher the name Tavignano. What's a pet nat? Uh, it is basically a French wine, and pet nat is like roughly translates to naturally sparkling. So it's kind of like oh. oftentimes they're a little bit funky, but they're it's like sparkling wines. Wine. Yeah, it's natural, but yeah, mm. the yeast is in. It's like bottle conditioned too. So gotcha. Yeah, so it's farmhouse um, wine. Yeah, basically. It's a farmhouse. Yeah, farm a little funky. A little funky. It's got some nice body to it. Um, mm. I really love this bottle, though. It's kind of cute. Mm. It kind of oh. reminds me of like what you see with like hazy. Like I'm trying to think of what brewery reminds me of. Like someone who does something. That looks kind like, of, like robotic. Yeah. yeah. But on the back too, if you guys can see, it says "I love monsters." Mm. Yeah, it's I a love. confusing message. Kind of going for the anti-marketing situation there. Yeah, it's so cute though. It's hmm. like I got really excited when I saw it. And, you know, I saw the bottle and I was instantly attracted to it. And then I saw I Love Monsters and I felt like it was very appropriate. Um, but now I have a whole bottle of wine to drink. Yes. Yeah, you sure <laughs> do. Um, but what we noted before when I was opening the bottle is that my bottle opener I found when I was unpacking is uh, a penis bottle opener it's a wooden penis it's okay very that's what i was gonna say what was the uh what's the material there because uh, it's wood it's very light yeah. too you know actually like the metal part's a little bit heavier um, it's got a little I, ball bag yeah it definitely does a little little baby oh, ball bag uh, yeah it's it's you know listen <laughs> you guys can't see at home but this whoever this is here it looks to be at least semi-erect and sometimes the balls will really kind of clinch up you know what i mean while yeah. when that's happening so uh, i'm trying to give the guy a benefit of the doubt i assume this is a cast of a real man's penis uh, for sure. Yep. Um, okay, yeah. Right. They, it was when they took a trip to Bali, it looks like. Um, but I found uh, it at my grandma's house one time. Uh, and then they were like, do you want this? And I said, yes. Classic. And that was classic granny stuff. Classic yeah. granny story. Yeah. Sometimes you'll dig around in, in granny's, you know, junk drawer and you'll find some weird shit. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't know if she's ever been to Bali, teeth. though. So I feel like it just somehow like randomly f like just ended up there you know probably mm -hmm. some you know someone found it at a thrift store and she's just like this makes me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. um but this might be a too revealing story but it's just another one that like this is why i don't think it would have ever been my grandmother's mm -hmm. is that i did laundry over there like a few weeks ago and uh my grandma and my found aunt, her dick collection in a completely different part of the house she has and a you're big like, dildo collection <laughs> it's actually like i've never seen anything this size before uh, the collection or one individual one in individual oh, jesus okay that like, is alarming say, to find when you say big dildo collection you have to wonder is the collection big or is also just all the dildos big as that's well and then, and then when you say both you know that they're serious mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 but like a, a pair of like underwear and actually got left there and she was like megan you left some unmentionables here mm. and that's how mm. she referred to it i'm like these aren't even like something like crazy and slinky it's just yeah. like a normal Regular pair underwear. Like, and she's like unmentionables and i said okay i you, you can give me back my unmentionables thank you yeah. but she will not say that like she won't say this is under who she is this is who yeah. she is okay so she's grandma likes if getting she calls drunk underwear unmentionables yeah she probably didn't buy that dick bottle opener that's your yeah. logic yep. yeah 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 that's my a to z yeah. on it you know okay yeah. okay yeah, I mean, this, yeah. this checks out. I mean, I wanted to believe that your grandma had like an insane dick collection, but if she calls underwear unmentionables, unless she was doing it kind of ironically, 
and she was like, you know how many dicks I have in this house. I'm talking yeah, like, to The way she talks to me, like, you know, it could be like an out loud. She's uncomfortable saying certain things, but privately mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. you know. I think, I think it's just old people are full of shame because mm. yeah. my, my grandparents had a poop stool mm. and they just never told me what it was for. They, mm. And it took me years later to figure out that like you, you're supposed to put your feet up on the stool when you go bathroom. Mm. Because it helps it slide out. And then... <laughs> slide out. Yeah, it helps it slide out. And then no, it's like, I always thought it was because I was sure that's why those existed. That no, was it's because you're supposed to... They're like, Meg's coming over. She can't yeah. get up on top of the toilet. <laughs> she has to jump up there like fucking David I always the appreciated when someone had one of those. I, yeah. I saw like, I'm going to be when here I a see those, I just assume it's for a child. <laughs> or no, sure people like... Because, because my grandparents had one. They didn't have children. In yeah, the house. I know this is confusing though. Are they tall like you? No. Oh, well, then see, what, okay. This makes where sense. do you, if there's just one stool, because mm-hmm. like I am, at, I know the squatty potties are a thing, right? right. I know people do the whole like you kind of get your knees apart, you squat down, and you slide her out, you know? Yeah. I've not personally done that, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I would try it if I ever went to someone's house who had this. But if you have a stool in the front, now I'm imagining a situation where I'm sitting in the toilet and then I have to have my legs together to put it on a, because like when I'm sitting there taking a dump, I'm, I'm like, I'm, my knees are as far apart as they could be. I'm, practic- I'm practically doing fucking yoga in there. Right. No, I, 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 I get that. And I'm with you there because yeah. but you're also a taller guy. Yeah. But yeah. like for my grandparents who were both under like five, nine, mm-hmm. you know, it was okay. It, it would have made sense for them. I understand. So yeah. like, we just yeah. need bigger stools or, you know, squatty potties. I see. I see. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do a little digging on the Internet after this. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I'd be curious to see if there was like a standardized height for toilets for a while, like when people might have been like taller or shorter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then toilets used to be like three feet off the ground. Hey, we don't want to change the standard. Like, you know, we want people to get taller. um, But now people are getting shorter. And now this is the response. They're like, oh, fuck. Our generation fixed it, though. Yeah, I My remember now that you say this, I do remember reading in the history books about how toilets used to be like three feet off the ground. You had to like take a little yeah. step ladder to get up there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but, there's actually stirrups on either side. Yeah. That's also yeah. just old plumbing. They couldn't figure out the kink in the plumbing before okay, that. So they just had to be a long <laughs> just had to be a long pipe that goes it's all just, the way into the basement. <laughs> You just poop and it just slides right down that one single pipe. I'm making every ounce of my words up. Yeah. (laughs) I like how much we're talking about poop sliding in and in out of butts down. It's kind of like you know the what's the lagoon place over in in um in yeah typhoon lagoon uh whatever honestly we can use any as as an example but Mm -hmm. for reference for the you know the listeners this is what they should be thinking about this is what's going through our mind we're talking about sliding oh i thought you meant like you were gonna tell a story about someone like took a shit in the pool (laughs) and you were there or something kids do do that i've never been to one yeah kids why would you go for that reference and not sandcastle I don't know. Exactly. Come on. Because in my mind, because I'm from Western New York, Yins are from this area. Mm -hmm. So Erie was like the closest cool spot. Yeah. (laughs) I was the top of the street. (laughs) Erie PA. Um, Speaking of uh, of Sandcastle, I actually went to uh, Kennywood yesterday. I saw. Was that so much fun? 
had a couple beers, rode some roller coasters, did some, you know, right. rode. I, I still mourn every time. And I hate when you walk right into the park. As soon as you walk into the park, the very first thing you see is the old mill. And if you mm-hmm. remember the old mill, it was it's like a freaking hundred years old. It's like a, just a little boat, dark ride, you know, kind of thing. It's, you know, a thousand years old, just kind of a novelty thing. But maybe like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't know exactly when it was. They decided to just go absolutely just fucking hog wild and they changed this historic dark ride into um garfield's nightmare it was called (laughs) which was a giant insane black light um fever dream themed with garfield and garfield was having a bad dream and all the food he ate was coming back to life and and attacking him it was fucking wild why it was at kennywood there's nothing else garfield theme in the park but i loved it it was like it was church it was church for me all right (laughs) they took it out they went back to the old mill and i'm fucking devastated still i feel like garfield and we've talked about garfield before i feel like but like that it makes a lot of sense to be at Kennywood. It's like because it doesn't make sense. It's like it just inserts itself into life to be like make people think like, why would this be here? And then you don't question and then you move on with your life. And this is a metaphor for life. Uh, well, it's it, it, it was it's not even a license. It, like, it, well, it obviously was a licensed thing. It was literally called Garfield's Nightmare. Yeah. But like, you know, you go to Cedar Point. For those of you who've been to Cedar Point, they have a bunch of peanut stuff. Like they have a licensed like their kitty land is called peanuts fucking whatever. Right. They have peanut themed things around the park. Kennywood never been a scrap of Garfield ever once. Nope. That's why it just seems so out of fucking left field. Except for like maybe the prizes that you win. Occasionally you might get a giant stuffed Garfield. Which, yeah. You know I've seen, I mean? I've, That's fine. I remember the big Odies. So yeah. 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 But yeah, Maybe. No, I think it was just Kenny Wood's way of like, we got to jump on licensed characters because like you said, Cedar Point has fucking shit ass peanuts land. What's the one in the middle of the state? Idlewild uh, has Mr. Rogers Idlewild. even too. Oh, yeah. Idlewild is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like all these other places like Six Flags, they're like, oh, we're going to get all the DC and we're going to have Superman ride and shit. And they're like, well, we can't afford Superman, but we can mm-hmm. afford Garfield. <laughs> yeah, we're Kennywood. We got we can get Garfield. Yeah. It's either Garfield or, you know, maybe we can get like a um, uh, uh, what's like a kid who's always peeing on emblems for oh, truck companies. Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. I couldn't <laughs> think of Calvin. Yeah, we could see either Garfield or Calvin and Hobbes. So, um, anyway, guys, we got movies to talk about, all right? Before we do that, though, I do want to remind everyone, if you want to help us pick these here subjects for our showdown episodes or just suggest movies for minisodes or whatever, we do uh, get a dang old show out every some bitch in Monday, uh, you can send us those suggestions uh, over on our social medias at Halloween is forever on, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and all that stuff. We be on there. We're always looking for some suggestions. So send them our way wherever you get a dang old second. Follow us on those social medias. Um, OK. Now. Steve, as he said, is still the current champ, which means he gets to make a decision about the order in which we talk about these motherfucking movies let me remind everyone one more again if you're new uh to the show or maybe you haven't listened to the last few episodes you're getting caught up 
We're talking about redneck shenanigans is our topics. We have three very different movies from three decidedly different eras. Steve picked 2000 Maniacs from 1964, going way back. Then I jumped ahead about 15 years to Taurus Trap. 1979 and then meg jumped a whole fucking load forward uh to 2005 and a a little feel-good flick called wolf creek so steve gets to make the decision on which one of those movies we talk about kind of the order in which we go so what what are you thinking so you know like last week i I gave meg Meg the choice of whether she wanted to you know pick her movie first or last or whatever Mm so again as a nice send-off i can't i can't say that she's going to win today Mm. But as a nice send off, I'll let her decide where she wants to go in order. Oh, I picked a stinker. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> we'll get that bitch out of the way. Okie and dokie. then we'll talk about your guys's films, which are much more entertaining. <laughs> I didn't dislike your movie. Why are we'll you, talk where? about what we liked. You know, yeah. there, were, there were things, but... We, we all know. We all know how this is going to go. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I thought I saw this movie before. Um, and even the first, I think I started it. I think it was one of those, like, I got 20 minutes in and fell asleep situations. Yeah. Because I remember, and not well, I'm not spoiling anything here, I remember when they run into old uh, Crocodile Dundee, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember anything after that. So I really do think I watched about 30 minutes of this movie and and fell asleep the first time. So and nothing happens my, during that time. So like you're good. There's a little bit of space there. But my point is, uh, this was essentially a first time watch for me. Yeah. Well, mm. I, you know, I think with this one, when I was like trying to pick out a movie, you know, it was like obviously looking at all the recommendations you find online. And I'm like, I've only seen a limited amount, you know, besides like, you know, the Dale and Tucker versus whatever. Mm-hmm. or like you know rob zombie films that could have totally fallen into this and i'm glad i didn't even choose those either because they would have been like probably like good films but still wouldn't i think have fit as well as what we saw or like could have you know a rob zombie film could have been like well all of these films are what inspired that you know kind of thing so mm-hmm. it was a fine film to like decide on but it was a recommendation so i was like you know i looked it up looked interesting enough but well we can dive into all the nitty-gritty but it just um Definitely didn't hit the mark. You know, sometimes you win some, sometimes you um, choose some stinkers. <laughs> sometimes you take three. suggestions from your social media that fucking backfires no, and sabotages no one, you. It was actually a coworker. <laughs> oh. I should fire them. Yeah, you should. <laughs> hey, I didn't I tell lost. them that I You're thought it was fired. a stinker. I didn't tell them that it was a stinker yet. I Because they were like, no, this movie's like really good. So um, I guess uh, just, real, I should, just real, just real quick, uh, just to finish up, we'll go, we'll go Meg first then. And we'll go Brian, then we'll go me. Cool. Okay, all right. Coming up the rear. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love you put four fingers up, like very. Oh yeah, no, it's like it's a full. I have a tiny yeah. hand though too, so like whatever. <laughs> four fingers is four fingers. No, but I mean, Meg, you weren't even you weren't even making you know the, no, the, no, no, the no, accommodation. She wasn't even doing no, the bird beak like, at all. She was going. <laughs> Fucking backhand. She's doing four karate fingers. chop. Four yeah. fingers up. Yeah, she's yeah. doing the fucking kung fu chop. You know, it molds. You'd go like a. <laughs> it molds. I don't know what male slots you've been going in, but <laughs> yeah, I'd be shitting pancakes if somebody did that to me. No, to be like my hand would mold. <laughs> Oh, your hand would mold. I think like my anus would mold if someone stuck four fingers up it. I'm like, I don't think so. It'll scratch out or hurt. Anyhow, <laughs> my tear. That's how you get fissures, Meg. Don't. 
Um, <laughs> moving on. So, Wolf Creek mm. from 2005. It's an Australian horror film. I'm not going to go through too many details besides this like general overview because it was the longest of the three films. But, um, you know, nothing really kicks off until almost the hour mark. Pretty mm-hmm. much there. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we do get early on uh, a good puka shell straw cowboy hat. Yeah. Uh, very early on. And that's about as 2005 as you can possibly get. So <laughs> I want I want people to message us and see if they like if especially the females. Like, Did you date someone who had a puka shell necklace? Because I want to just like give my condolences to you. But like that's, you know, memories that we should all just like leave with this film as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm more gonna, interested in anybody who's still with a puka shell guy. Yeah, there's got to be a couple floating around. I bet yeah, they're coming back. Yeah, I mean, back. people grow. People do grow and change. And I, I think that's the you know the beautiful part of life mm-hmm. is you grow out of your puka shell era. Also, the other necklace was like just the white shells. Mm-hmm. Either way, mm. if you were either person, let us know. Did they yeah. grow up? How did they turn out? <laughs> Are but they this still mo- a piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> this movie does start off with redneck stuff. Which MLMs are you into? Which MLMs are you stuck in? <laughs> <laughs> How is Scientology going for you? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, this movie does start out pretty quickly with the redneck shit in that you the first thing you get is a dude in flip-flops in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yes. Unless you're on the beach and that dirt is sand. And yeah. mind you, too, we're in Australia, too. So this is like a totally different, like, redneck scape for us, too. Mm. So um, I don't know that it is. It's just it's such like we, we agreed because Australian redneckery is so similar to our own. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the one thing that I really equate with their redneckery with ours is that they are willing to walk around barefoot in yep. areas that are prevalent with snakes. Mm-hmm. The yeah, same thing as the spiders and scorpions and all yeah. types of shit. Yeah. yeah. I think the other big difference with like uh, 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 Australian rednecks, because you're, you're right, they're very, very similar to like, you know, your classic American rednecks, except for there's always some degree of they're supposed to be kind of charming. Mm. Or at least try to be charming. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this movie, you know, you think of a crocodile dundee. I understand these are all big stereotypes, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about rednecks. It's, you know, some like, you know, rural stereotype type of things. I'm just but, thinking of Steve Irwin in this film. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he was a little posh. He was a little more posh. He was a TV boy. Got but it. You know, you're right. They 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 do. They, there's always um a degree of I feel like in these movies them at least trying to be very personal and like. I guess in Steve's movie, the rednecks are like Southern hospitality, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing mirrors that. But when you think of redneck like killers, you think of like backwoods ass people who like don't know how to talk to other humans. Right. True. So, yeah, I can see that, too. But I I think there's like just an interesting persona, like when it's surprising, because I think of even some of like now just looking at some of the tropes of or even examining maybe like what Rob Zombie did. It's like when they have that forefront of the Southern hospitality and they get you to trust them. And Mm. then all of a sudden they're like, (laughs) gotcha, fucker. Mm -hmm. There's something to that as well. But I agree with you in that, like, there is like that could be an assumption that definitely also works because I I think we see both in essence because i almost thought that you know when they so we meet all three characters we have um i'm trying to get like the exact names on these people so we have like two british people liz and christy they're backpacking across australia with this other guy ben 
and basically he picks up a car and he's like we're going we're going and mm-hmm. um i think one of the biggest the first points where i'll point on is like when they stop to grab gas so they get the car they go party yada 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 now they're on their way and they have that run in with like some of the locals i almost thought that that was kind of where it was going to start but you know we find out later really where the tie-in is but like Mm -hmm. you're kind of led to believe initially that like these specific people were going to be the people that were going to like yeah fuck their day up that's what always happens is you get some sort of run in with some slimy townies um and in this instance it was like you know again slimy townies in there drinking drinking i think they were slugging on some coop i did see a cooper's pale ale at one point um which is a fun beer um but they were they were slugging on some brewskis and they started saying like fucked up stuff to to uh to to the the teens um Yeah. yeah It's yeah, just, it's how, that's how it goes down. But you get a little bit of excitement there. But otherwise, the goal is their first stop is to go to this place called Wolf Creek, which is apparently like um, one of the big biggest. Um, what is it like meteorite like hit hit the area and it's like this huge like crater now. So they were going hiking there. And again, there's a lot of boring moments through this point. So basically they're leaving and they find that their car won't start. So they already had noticed that their phones weren't really working or their watches weren't working and so they couldn't didn't have service as well and then the car didn't work so they're i feel like in their minds they initially like oh there's some like ufo weird shit for this area kind of Mm -hmm. like you know area 51 kind of stuff and they're in their car and end up like getting kind of quote unquote rescued by a car that ends up coming up and this guy is super charming like we already talked about that's like where the southern hospitality tie kind of comes in he's like I can I can tow you know this is what's wrong with your car I'm gonna take a look at it I'm gonna and then offers to tow them they're not really super keen on it they want to get back to town because that's what made them made the most sense and he's like well I'm not going that way so you're gonna either stay here or you can come with me and they decide he can fix their car so they're gonna go with him this is, um, this is kind of the start of like your protagonists in your film meg i'm sorry but i think they are the dumbest people Absolutely. that have ever they been do so many dumb things they're like oh it looks like it's gonna storm let's set out on a three-hour hike yeah, like, yeah. they just make bad decisions and then there's right. this there's this whole exchange of like okay well he'll tell you to his place for free but you want to go back to town, so why not pay him to tow you? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have any money. That was the other thing. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't have any money. That was the whole like they 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 plugged that one up. Yeah, you know what I mean, like when like, you get back to town, then you get money out of the machine. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You can go to an ATM or something like this. I mean, it's 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 two thousand. You know, it's the late nineties, right? Isn't that what they said it was? It was like two, or did it happen in two thousand five? I thought it was two thousand five. Oh, yeah. I thought it just yeah. was two thousand five. Yeah, so point is, you can go go to the old ATM here, guys. It ain't but 1960s. But they're backwards Australia. I mean, I don't know if you know. I, I don't know how it is. I mean, I don't know. Whatever is going through their brain. That, that. <laughs> yeah, West, yeah come that on. redneck does not know Western Union. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to spend time arguing their point of their justification. They are dumb. <laughs> they're absolutely dumb. Um, I, or I just lie to them and take off is. once you get there. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, fuck you. But I, I'm pretty sure during that moment. So once they get back to the camp, um, you know they're like drinking, eating, whatever. And I, I want. I think and he clearly drugged them. So like he, he mm-hmm. did fuck with their shit. So there wasn't even a chance to be like I'm out because they were just naive, young, and like trusting this motherfucker. Mm. 
So anywho, this is where, so now all everything I just explained in five minutes was 45 to 50 minutes of this movie. There was a lot um, of like romance and then like, yeah, yeah. bends. You, then- you want to try to care about these characters, you know, like I think there was a lot of trying to establish that shit, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, the one, the one girl, what, what is it? It's Liz and what's the other one's name? Christy. Uh, Christy. Christy and Ben are fucking, but Liz- They're on the verge of fucking. Yeah, because well, no, she wakes up in his bed the one morning. Yeah, but she? they're sleep, but they're sleeping head like to toe. In a tent. Well, they're also yeah. It's like all this stuff. Like they're just camping along the way. Like I think we don't really no, see I think anything that was until they like. Before they are we like before they even leave? When this they is drank. why this movie is less interesting. It's we're getting more <laughs> caught up on who's fucking who right now. My this point is, like, is there's all this girls. stuff. There's all this. There's all this. Like uh, we didn't even you know, see tits. Okay. No, we didn't. We didn't see fuck? any tits. It pisses me off. This um, this uh, this first fifty minutes gave me a lot of flashbacks to the Outwaters. Mm, where there's another just it's a long stretch before anything happens and also i just want to note uh the movie was directed by greg mclean Mm -hmm. and we've we did another of his films earlier on the show we did rogue which Mm. is the film he follows this movie up with okay yeah yeah Yeah. i remember that i remember us talking about that and the dang old alligator oh yeah yeah. alligator it just really feels like he he started his career by making don't come to australia movies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much that's kind of cool that's actually an interesting tie-in but it has nothing to do with make this inter- movie in more interesting no, no. sounds like he um actually sked up because we had fun with that i remember that episode yeah rogue, being is, fun. Better. Yeah, rogue is better yeah rogue is fun well he does a good job of building up some tension you know i i think even during the scene where where they were being towed and like the one you know girl like falls asleep for a minute wakes up and they've been being towed for a long time and they're completely helpless because they're being towed right. and they're riding in the car that's being towed mm-hmm. and they're like how how would you even get in touch with him is he taking us someplace we're not supposed to right. be well you they, know, they were f- led to believe it wasn't that far too so there was a little bit of like questioning but like naive like well this is our only option all we can do is just say like maybe we just cut it off and say man we'll stop here mm. burp, burp, burp. yeah yeah this i mean overall i thought you know one positive thing i'll say at this point is it does is a pretty well shot film like mm-hmm. visually speaking um you know the production value seems high like i said there's some good shots in there it's weird that they do like cat like put in the like pseudo found footage type of thing at times um <clears throat> which feels a little uh, I don't know, fractured, I guess. But overall, I thought it was pretty well shot. It looks good. Yeah, no, I, I'll agree with that, too. And I mm-hmm. and even for that time and like moving on, we're going from like, like even I think how it felt dark and like really dingy at times like it still didn't feel like a movie that was coming out in like the 90s that kind of felt that way. And you're like, uh, just this, like that that film was for sure filmed then yeah um i'm gonna make it one point here too that like um while watching this i kept being sent back to watching death proof which came out mm. in 2007 and i was like whoa death Proof kind of did a similar thing like you know and not exactly the same but in like an exotic location and i feel like they did it better but it also had kurt russell in it but mm. i just want to like this just like it felt like this is a story that does have legs, but could have been done a little bit better and have been a little bit tighter, a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And I, I think 
20 minutes off this movie would have made it just a little bit better because I think what we're leading into now is that, okay, we're back at the camp. They're drugged. They're now all separated. And we go to Chris. I think it's Christy, if I remember yeah, correctly. Christy wakes um, up. We wake up she's with Christy. The one, that's who we wake up with. And she's like, in theory, like meant to kind of be this, like, I'm going to be a little bit of the hero right now. Oh, but that's Liz. Yeah. Which one? Liz we was... wake up with Liz okay, and Liz. she's okay, zip-tied okay, cool. in the shed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's Liz. Christy is the one that ends up getting just like shot there. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So this is where shit just starts getting interesting. Because it's interesting for like, you know, I think about 30 minutes. But at the same time, um, I found interesting is that there was just such an interesting blocking. Like we went from one character to the other, a little bit of blend, but then it always felt it was so individual to each person of how they're being tortured. So mm-hmm. we go with Liz. Liz is able to get out. She ends up finding Christy. Christy's tied up. And this is where we, this is the positive things to this movie where I feel like does really well is that when shit goes down and how people are tortured is fucked up and mm-hmm. is definitely effective. So she walks yeah. into basically Christy is like tied up is just randomly being shot by this maniac that we are led to trust up to this point Old and Mick. yeah Old Harry shoulders Mick Old Mick um, <laughs> yeah. do you trust anyone named Mick I've never met a Mick in my life mm. and I just don't know if I would trust them nah, nah, no don't trust a Mick it's too close that's to being Irish yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost was like, are we being racist right now? Or like, can't be um, racist against the Irish. <laughs> yeah, they're the it's same fine. race as me. We're both yeah. Caucasian. Cool. <laughs> I'm well, also Irish. Or we, Irish. <laughs> I am too. Um, I am not. But anywho, <laughs> Mick is in the name. It. A person named Mick. Um, <laughs> cool. At this uh, at this uh, point, I I started referring to the movie as, or at least the subtitle, uh, Wolf Creek colon sheet fuck sheet fuck because <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times they said sheet which is shit in an australian accent yeah. oh, and translation. i was about to pull up google oh yeah sheet fuck sheet fuck that almost sounds like times. how someone from austria would say shit too yeah. you know it's like pretty close you know like i'm doing a terrible accent but um, yeah you know you gotta do your sheet <laughs> She, yeah, there we she, go. That okay, yeah. that sounds Australian. Yeah, I do mm. appreciate though that you sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, sheet, oh, sheet, <laughs> oh, sheet, fuck, sheet. I can all put up with you, sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she's being tortured by this guy. Uh, he leaves Christy or Liz is able to get out and be like hey I'm gonna try to help you I'm here and like what the fuck where's Ben no one knows where Ben is at this point um so uh Liz goes and hides again because Mick comes back and Mm -hmm. she's able to get his gun he's just like ha 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 it's not loaded which again silly trying Never to be manipulative it just just again you don't trust the <laughs> this guy is what Mick. i wonder why'd you turn him around like this i understand this has been a short movie but this is where my metal gear solid training comes in mm-hmm. and i go <laughs> one i knock on the door i bang on the side knock 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 he comes outside i brain him with a rock movie over yeah or she gets his dang gun just walk up behind and blow his fucking brains the out. amount of the amount of running around she does outside without yeah. any weapon in her hand 
Like no yeah. rock, no piece of jagged no, metal. Yeah. She's stupid. She's not the hero. She's not the hero that we want. Well, but she, but even snake. in this moment of the scene that I'm talking about, uh, she like shoots him. Mm-hmm. He gets shot like what the ear, the, neck, the neck kind of thing. The he neck, gets brazed, yeah. brazed, grazed, and, but, brazed. This is a low, slow, moist cooking <laughs> method. Grazed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so pissed off at me. She pointed a gun at me, put my head in the oven, and put it on 400. (laughs) It it put me in a covered dish with just a little bit of water. He was great. Low and slow. Really broke down that collagen. Put a bunch of potatoes and carrots around my head, did she? (laughs) Made a whole stew, didn't she? Are you guys cooking show done? Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because I feel roasted right now. Ah. <laughs> you did. You got roasted. <laughs> cooking methods. Um, okay, he got grazed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but, like, almost acted like, I mean, it clearly knocked him out or he was out. But what she did afterwards when she couldn't get the, um, <laughs> the like, so got reloaded was yeah. just, like, in... Of a in hit. the back, in the Stop back, his brain in, yeah, kick his like, head you, a thousand you do times. Not. We've watched so many. Uh, you've that bitch has watched a movie before. You do <laughs> not. You make sure they are deader than dead. That head well, is you smashed look around, the fucking. There's like 50 things she could have picked up and dropped on his head. Or you're telling me there's not sharp metal in that place. Right. You could just put it on a shovel. There's probably 20 shovels in well, that Well, I mean, shed. there's also... I'm going to cut his damn head off with a shovel. There's more guns. There's a crossbow. Like, there's all <laughs> kinds of shit. And to elevate this even more. So, like, yeah, she has already seen her friend get sexually assaulted mm-hmm. by Mick. And, like, that's pretty terrible. But yeah. when she's in the shed, she sees a decapitated torso... Mm-hmm. So yeah. she knows it goes even further and goes oh, worse. So you ha- be so beautiful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to finish this off. Like, you know, this doesn't end just with a little, you know, sex assault and then left out in the desert. Yeah. It, it this, was, goes, this is going to be with you rotten in the corner. Right. So. so you have to finish this guy off, if not for anything else, but to Only just in, end like, the his dead reign way. of terror. You finish him yeah. off in the dead way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Not not to we completion. Need to be, we need to be clear oh, yeah, on yeah. this one, too. Because, <laughs> yeah, you don't yes. make him come. <laughs> he, he definitely seemed like Never he was... Never make him I, I, come. I was surprised. <laughs> wow. that I'll put that on my dating profile. <laughs> Never make a Mick come. <laughs> That's how I, you get pregnant. They're, they're like locusts. Um, <laughs> but even just the... Like, I feel like this movie had opportunity to get even more fucked up, but it might have been too early for, like, something really insane, you know, to happen. But, like, he was grabbing his dick. He was getting turned on by this. So like, yeah. you watched yeah. him do it. He was yeah. hard. And he did not do anything with that. And not that I'm saying that, like, this is just what I want to see, but I'm like, I want to see fucked up things. You know, I do. Yeah, you like, wanted to see, this, like, a full-on rape scene. This movie needed uh, I was a fucked good. up scene. I was personally didn't want to see that. You wanted to see <laughs> Shut it. Shut up. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're making it very clear. No, no, no. Yeah, I, but I did. I feel like this movie could have been aided by this movie needed fucked up things happening. Yeah, he was kind of, really like, cartoony it come in a back way. Through. Yeah, yeah, like, It was it, weird because, like, he did fucked up things in the there was always a lot of insinuation that he did fucked up things. And then he later on does do some pretty, some very fucked up things. But like up until this point, it's kind of, he kind of feels like a, a, a cartoony, almost uh, antagonist, you know, it, it, almost like he could have been like, I don't know, in like a, a lot lighter movie or something like that. Well, it's that. also because he has the accent. 
because his he he has the very strong Australian accent with all the funny sayings, mm-hmm. and then also just you know he has a weak chin. I could never he, imagine getting beat up and taken down by like a dude with like no chin, <laughs> zero chin, zero chin, weak jawline. Yeah, um, yeah. He 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 just seems he's is that he's a always saying I is I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, he just, just bad didn't genetics. have a chin. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't you're have a chin. Like you. <laughs> he didn't have a chin. I yeah. I kind of got a little bit of that, sure. but yeah, you know, yeah. So I know what it feels like. Um, <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I do like some like it was really weird how they did certain things like really gritty, realistic. And then mm-hmm. other things, they just seem to like half ass. So uh, I'll give you an example. One of them is when she finds the 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 revolver. And this is believable. This guy's, mm-hmm. you know, this redneck out in the way. He's got guns everywhere. He's got weapons everywhere. He's got fucking broken down cars everywhere. You, There would be absolutely no surprise whatsoever to walk in and like on his, uh, you know, workbench in his garage, he's got a handgun there. And then he's got a bunch of different you know, boxes of rounds. So she has to hurry up and like look through all the different boxes to find the right rounds for that gun because she wouldn't know. And, and, you know, of course he's not just going to have one, it's not going to be like resident evil where it's like handgun bullets, handgun, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So like I, that, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Cause she's getting all frustrated finding the wrong rounds for it and stuff. But then the part we're going to talk about in a minute, I'm sure, which is it's almost a non-factor, is where she finds his like shoot that he throws all the corpses down. Right. Yeah. And so, finds, yeah. And then she, when whenever she finds that, she just runs away. She's just like ah, and just runs outside <laughs> through the middle of camp. Yeah. With no repercussions. Yeah. yeah. That that was like when they left and then came, she came back, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, so, but like yeah, she was so, being real sneaky and quiet, and then yeah, that and just she's like, like sneaking through stuff. I feel like okay, that so, goes out the fucking window. Yeah, so basically the situation just um, described where she grazed him, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. grazed him kind of it. like how cows graze not, yeah i was gonna say not that graze right yeah these He's are all different things we're not you know you might braise beef and stuff like that too mm-hmm. so all you right guys, some 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 uh, our uh, uh, english lesson lesson <laughs> is lesson, lesson, lesson is lesson. now done oh um, english lesson <laughs> <Toy. laughs> let's have an english lesson <laughs> any hoops they get liz and chrissy get away but uh, clearly Chrissy is not in any shape to like they need to get a car. Uh, the car they found didn't or they didn't weren't able to start a car and didn't have the keys or whatever to a car. So they uh, well, I guess he, this is where he does pop back up and there's a little bit of drama and like, you know, they get away. But the car breaks down and she's like, I need another fucking car. So they, she, crash, so, they crash it. Right. Yeah. So while out because they just bad drivers. Mm hmm. Women, am I right? Um, <laughs> Women drivers, jo- I, I am I joking. right? That was completely joking on that one. Um, so Liz is like, no, I need to go back and get a car. And there's so many cars there. So, um, but she's like, you're going to hold me back, bitch. So I'm not, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, Liz goes back. This is where we're talking about too. Is like, I feel like this, why did 
she we did need to understand more about what this guy has done it does make the whole movie a little bit more effective because you see how fucked up this guy is and like what he's done he's clearly done this so many times and like he's just a maniac Mm. um but i feel like it still was too slow of a scene to then have this abrupt she finds keys gets in a car gets stabbed while she's in the car he then brings her out and is like oh yeah, ever heard of a head on a stick? Whatever. Like here, Steve, you can say it. Um, and you're oh, head you're on a stick. Yeah. So, uh, which I thought was just like a great line in general. Mm-hmm. Like that was mm-hmm. beautiful. And then she basically gets her spine cut out of her body, and she's now head on a stick. And that's like that was the end of her. That's why this is where I was just like, this is such a flaw to this movie of like, it's just like we go it's just like person by person we're gonna like keep focusing on so yeah, you keep le- thinking you know who the final person's gonna be you know who the main antagonist yeah. is gonna be and then they get unceremoniously killed yeah and then the next one gets unceremoniously killed and like i had mixed feelings about it because i kind of liked it in the way that was unpredictable mm-hmm. um but it did feel pretty fractured and mm-hmm. you didn't really get any closure to at least two of the characters um and also uh, we'll get to it but yeah yeah so i mean i don't want to jump too hard ahead i like i pretty much though from there he starts going after now christy christy who Mm. has been shot multiple times and you're like how are you how are you even alive right now how are you even functional has she been shot wasn't like when she was in that basement. He I thought like he was literally her. shooting her. He sh- oh, no, he was fucking with I her. I literally thought he was like shot her. Okay. Yeah, well, no, she yeah. had all the, the editing, blood around her stomach right, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, she'd um, been injured in the car wreck. Okay. Yeah. She remember yeah. when they when they first tried to escape and then he rolled up on him and he's yeah. driving the he's driving the same These truck like as the, the rednecks at the beginning of Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, um, I think so, there's other things he did to her that like happened like that we didn't we just didn't see. But I don't. Yeah, think he, he, he beat was her just, up. Yeah. And yeah, he was just shooting cool. at her. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Word. Well, um, so Christy is now. She finds a car. She or no, she's like now. Basically, Liz said, "If I'm not back by X time, go to the like, go this way and hit the road. You're gonna have. You're gonna find the road." So she gets picked up by some people after she gets to the road, and all of a sudden, we now have this, like, you know, Mick is now on her tail, and is like, oh, gotcha, fuckers, type mm-hmm. thing. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly the order of it, but somehow, he basically fucks everyone's day up. Um, you know, he... He, he, he shoots the up, old man. He, yeah, he, he yeah, shoots the old man, yeah. So, up. he basically gets to them by the time they're picking her up kind of deal, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And so she is like, I'm now going to take this car and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And lo and behold, like he's, he starts like coming up on her. She kind of has a way to like kind of push him off the road. And she's like, ha ha, fuck you. And he then is like, well, I'm a really good shooter. So shoots her tire. <laughs> she fucking goes off the rail, like flips the car. And, you know this the done but like this is like where i started even getting more death proof kind of hints where it's like you have this like really um this guy that's like really good at like you know driving i don't know if you how you would describe that but like um he's just like i am gonna fuck your day up and i'm gonna use my car kind of thing um Mm -hmm. 
Anywho, so yeah, so he gets out and he basically just point blank shoots her. So there's nothing ceremonial about it, nothing exciting about it. It's just like, haha, got you. Now you're mm-hmm. not getting away. So there wasn't even like a torture situation or like, I'm going to bring you back and fuck your day up. I'm just going to kill you and you're done. Yeah, he's kind of like he's all over the place. He's all over the place. His, yeah. intention, his intentions are all over the place. You know, at first he made it seem like he wanted well, and even with with like Liz, his whole idea was that he can like he severed her spine with a knife so that like she'll still be alive. Right. But but she won't be able to move, which is kind of what we saw on the wall. Situation. Yeah. So I she guess she wanted three was, months. Yeah, that's what he said. So you assume that's what he's going to do with Liz, but then he just kind of unceremoniously shoots Christy. Um, and then th- at this whole point, you thought Ben was dead. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you didn't I th- know. I mean, you didn't know. Like- no, I guess I thought, and maybe I read into this too much, but when they first got there, I thought they sh- and they showed like a corpse that was just like completely mutilated. I don't know why, but I thought that was Ben. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's also yeah. like a sleeping bag they show that's like covered in blood and everything. So sure. you just yeah. So, yeah, and also like when they open the trunk the one time to to like move the bodies, you like see another mm-hmm. body and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's probably Ben. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. yes, we're we're led to believe many things, but then this is so Chris. So Liz is done, Christy's done, and now we get to Ben. Ben has been tied up basically in this like dungeon kind of cavey type thing, and he basically. Has a nail through his two of his. Uh, he's been crucified. Hands. He's yeah. been crucified, and which is uh, like adds to even more so. Why would he kill Christy like that? Because he does all these like his. He is like a you know it, 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 if you listen to a bunch of true crime you know shows and stuff like that, you know people talk about a product killer versus a process killer. Mm-hmm. Like he is a process killer. You yeah. know what I mean? For the most part, he right. wants to terrorize you. Right. He gets off on the whole fucking with his victims thing. Mm-hmm. He's very theatrical in that mm-hmm. way. Obviously he just freaking crucified Ben, but then he just shoots Christy in the back. Right. Like, yeah. Which is, doesn't make any doesn't fucking make sense. sense. Yes. I think, yes, absolutely. I'm kind of, I'm kind of willing to kind of forgive the whole, like just unceremonious, unceremonious, Serum, whatever the <laughs> the the shooting of Christy is mm-hmm. because at that point they're outside of his kind of realm, which is that mining yeah, company. Sure. Yep. So at that point, like they're on a public road, he's got to shoot her, put her body in the station wagon with the old guy, and then set it on mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. yeah. Just to kind yeah, of like true. He's just like I gotta I gotta check out of this situation. Right. Sure. sure. I gotta get sure. back. So to, it's like a survival <laughs> like kind of mode of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and he got shot in the neck, so he's probably not even that horny anymore. Right. <laughs> no, definitely dick is not hard. <laughs> not enough blood for the dick. <laughs> yeah. I guess I mean we could try. You know, like let me let me shoot someone and then like and then like raise their neck and then be like, are you horny still? Like, do you still want to bang? Oh, I'll ask I'll ask the next person to like go out with on one of these dating apps. Like, how would you feel about this scenario? Oh, hey. I thought you just yeah. said you, when they showed up, you were going to shoot them. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that'd be you're going to pa- pose up. this question. I'm not question. best person. Yeah, I think it'd yeah. be really fucked up. As long as it's no. consensual, whatever you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Shooting is consensual. Yeah. I ain't gonna yuck nobody's yum. Any hoops? I'm not actually because I feel like even some people. I'm right. I'm not gonna go to that. Um, anywho, let's move on. Makes sense. Get some real specific. No, no, I was just like, oh, if anyone I've like ever talked to and was like, here's one of these episodes, I'm like, wow, they're like learning new things that I do not would not say to them. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, anywho, uh, so yeah, let's go back to Ben. Ben is in a dungeon. He like somehow this like this is almost. I hate this scene so much because it almost plays him off to be a savior. In a sense, yeah. you know, like I fucking it's hate lame. it. Like because then it, it he gets out, he gets away, he finds safety and sec- like, and then it get, like gets taken away, gets taken care of. But then they're like, "You killed these women," but at the same time, so then he was. So we learned that this now became a case. This is based on a true story. But like, I hear the movie kind of plays them out to be like, oh, I got away. But like, there, there's nothing ceremonial about it. There's nothing interesting about it. He didn't like necessarily have a run in and like kill the guy. You know, right. like there was like there was fucking nothing. Yeah. And like this guy is now. But like what we learn now too, I think we learned from when Liz was in the thing that was like, or this guy is has a pattern of behavior goes to gas stations starts like probing people who are traveling around and Mm -hmm. you know basically that's how he gets his victims so like this is all premeditative and like you can clearly know then that all the issues they have with their car while they were um hiking he fucked with their car in some way Mm -hmm. shape or form clearly Mm -hmm. he knows cars so um yeah, basically, we learned that this guy went to trial to be like tried for these murders of these two girls that he ben was supposedly. Yeah. yeah, Ben did. Yeah, so he gets saved and like goes away, but like or goes like gets out of the area, and um, he ends up being able to be let go. Like he was not actually convicted because whatever, there was no evidence proving that he linked to that. But also that this guy was never found. So we now like, cool, let's never go to Australia near Wolf Creek because <laughs> there might be a guy that will fuck your day up. There's a but couple like two tree mix out there. Yeah, we're all now prepared. We would all fuck that guy's day up. Like, you know, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would have did some I would have went solid snake. I would have went outside. Knock, knock, knock. He comes outside. <laughs> brain him. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, he's um, obviously he's 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 not I wouldn't say he's the most cunning individual no in the world. no i don't i don't think he's actually that smart um yeah. No, so yeah guys that's he knows cars freak. and guns I, yeah. yeah cars guns blood no tits um i don't I, you know there's <laughs> probably something like, this story might have been more interesting if there was like a sexual angle to it that they actually hey, here's the here's the super uh, interesting part that we haven't touched on yet is at the end you know it's this feel-good ending like you talked about just kidding it's not at all <laughs> but ben is you know on trial and basically you just get like a text screen at the end to explain that no one ever found him right. and then you sh- then they show mick's silhouette with his gun like walking off into the into the sunset he lives then, happily ever after and then he disappears which means he's a good 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 go. we will talk about ghosts and supernatural shit with both of your your movies mine no no supernatural shit i just so. thought it was funny how they made him fade in and i get it, it was some that was like a 2005 like, he's a ghost. yeah no, he, i think that's yeah like that's 2005 I like this guy to believe just, he was an actual ghost oh, cool cool yeah awesome um i think just just another point of this of like how badly they kind of stick the ending is when ben gets away he one spends absolutely no time looking for the girls nah, and then he just pieces and then two mm. doesn't encounter mick at all no 
So it's what? just nope. it's just he goes out into the outback saying? and then they show some footage of kangaroos and then he's saved. Well, and then there's an eclipse. He yeah. didn't even fight that. a why kangaroo, guys. Why did he not fight a kangaroo? This would have made it so much more interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, we all fucking watched this. Like I. Well, here's the shitty thing too: is like they talk about at the very beginning um, via a little like text scroll, not even a scroll, just a text screen that says like a bajillion people a year go missing in the yeah. in Australia. And then none of them are ever found. <laughs> what then? Why did Ben get found? It would have been so much if you're going to go with the super bleak ending. Why not? Like after all this, have Ben just fucking die in some other yeah, way? Yeah, just die you of know di- I mean? dehydration or, or spider or something. Yeah, but no, he gets saved, and then they have to show him in a suit going to court, and it's like, what the fuck was any of for? <laughs> right. <laughs> Stupid. And then so, Nick just walks into the sunset, and then, like I said, he's a ghost. And yep. then that's the end. And that's all. I um, just sincerely apologize that this was the last movie that I chose I, for a showdown. Um, this un- is not yeah. my brightest Speaking day. Speaking of unceremonious, I mean, just to end, <laughs> just to go out with a whimper like that. Do I need to like go find someone to kill like on the episode? Is that like what we should do? It's the only way that's going to make this better. No, I mean, I think you're being hard on it, and it, like I said, it wasn't Maybe great. I am, but like I. Like I, the way it was fed to me, and also like what I expected. No, but also like what I could have compared it to, and what I've seen. This movie had so much potential, Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. think it either needed to go really hardcore into like again, again, I don't want these rape scenes, but this is what we've seen in these type of things, like where Mm. maybe there's something really fucked up there that would have like been like, oh, that's worth the forty five minutes of nothing, or cut down the, for, the, Mick the wearing first like a skin suit or yeah. something yeah something like yeah. like something really fucked up like they, this it had a lot of potential yeah but you, yeah. But well, you know we've what we've seen this story before though too yeah. and that's what i'm saying like that's what i keep comparing yeah. to but you know what Meg? if if you got those hardcore scenes it wouldn't it wouldn't feel good at the end because it doesn't pay off like the reason sure. the reason why you the reason why you put in kind of like those hardcore scenes that you would see in like blood games or you know, the last house on the left is because you get the catharsis of the end of like right. dick mutilation and those guys getting their sure. comeuppance. Mick doesn't get mm-hmm. his comeuppance. He just wanders off. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so no, no, no. you would even hate it even more. Too. I think yeah, yeah. you're like, I watched a rape for nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, even just think of like, oh, what? I mean, I we probably talked about Serbian film before, too, but like mm-hmm. all of that at the end. I mean, still at the end of the day, though, you're still like you personally feel like shit. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't even personally make me feel like shit. You know what no. I mean? Like I didn't like feel like shit for watching it or like whatever. It just was like. There was nothing that you could have even garnered from whether it ended like positively or just in a sense that you needed to take something from it that our artistry just wasn't fucking there. So, yeah, um, guys, sorry for the turd, but at the same time, (laughs) I I appreciate head on a stick. I will always remember that that might be a maybe a beer name someday. Um, Maybe maybe arcade uh, or dead arcade. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe we do like a we do a beer with like a caramel apple type of beer and it's called head on a stick, you know, because like the apples on a stick or something. Or you could do an Australian IPA, like get a bunch of hops from Australia. Mm, That's true. Make a head on a stick. Hiddle stick, mate. Hiddle stick, mate. Oh, um, she. Cool. <laughs> she. 
I I need to see how much more wine I have because oh wow I'm almost done with this bottle. Okay, cool. <laughs> Meg did a good job. We're getting after it. That's what that's what we should do a spinoff podcast where we do three movies and we each drink a full bottle of wine for each movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, we go, no. and then by the end we just all pass out, and then the fucking <laughs> recording keeps it's happening. Just dead air for us three sneezing. hours. Yeah, I, for hours. I just still love this bottle so much. I'm like, yeah. I think I'm falling in love with this bottle, guys. It looks fun. <laughs> this bottle, this bottle is the equivalent we have spent of too your much new time Dick talking Bottle about my movie that yeah. I fell in love with a bottle. <laughs> I'm gonna go to my high life here shortly by the way should. this is the only amount of wine i have left no. um mind you, you brian you'll appreciate your beer shot yeah, glass i don't have long. wine glasses right now yeah mm. it's stemmed it's fancy it's, it's fancy all right speaking of fancy guys let's get into a little chucky band Ooh. situation over here you guys <laughs> we're gonna talk about my flicky which is 1979's taurus trap which is one of my favorite movies i, I i'm is not gonna it? say it's, it's like, top 10 oh, or anything okay. like that but it is like if somebody said like start rattling off movies that you love taurus trap's gonna be on that list mm-hmm. for me i've seen this movie uh I mean, I've probably seen it six or eight times. Like, I've watched this movie quite a few. I did not discover this movie until probably five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it's not something I watched as a kid. It's not something that was really on my radar that much until maybe, like, the last five or six years. That's more surprising to me, then, that you chose this film. I did, but I have just, in recent years, fallen in love with the just fucking weirdness of this movie. Like, you guys know me. I like like it fucking weird. I like it unpredictable. I like it um, fucking unhinged and just doesn't, you know, just out of left field i like to be surprised and kept on my feet and i hate predictable movies and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's what i love so much about this movie um and we'll get into why that is and all that stuff here in a second but this is an early charles band uh flick this is well you know pre this is pre um uh full moon or anything like that um this is uh, uh uh like i said this is this is late 70s but you start out and I watched this back to back with uh, with Wolf Creek and you stop, you know, you finish Wolf Creek. And like I said, it's 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 a real downer of, a, of an ending. And then you jump into this motherfucker and you got silly music right off the bat. And you're like, we're having fun. Here we are. <laughs> we're we're here to have a good time. Um, and you get right off the bat teens in car trouble, which is classic. Classic. Um, is that yeah. like can we, can we like ultimately like like put that at the top of the tier of like this is a trope for it it is oh yeah yeah, yeah. with car trouble hijinks you know whatever we want to call it kids having car troubles that's how you get out there that's how you get out there you're on a road trip right you're out there you're getting wild and wacky you're getting hammered you're gonna go out in the woods or in the desert or whatever and fuck and uh unfortunately something happens you run out of gas yeah. or you get a dang old some sort of trap happens you're to headed you. somewhere uh, and you get tripped yeah like wolf creek doesn't happen if they just go to sydney if they fly into sydney but no mm-hmm. they were hanging out in perth and then you have to drive mm-hmm. from perth to sydney and yep. that's where the trouble Heard. happens. You don't have yeah. if you don't do right. that. Yeah, yeah. Just go to yeah. Sydney first. Never go anywhere yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, this, this this situation. Do more research is what we're fucking saying. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you d- don't. no, do not. That's get not what they do. These kids go. 
Let's get a fucking weird Jeep with no windshield and just drive it. Let's just go out in the dang old woods and just drive That's it That's a literal war used Jeep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, yeah. They're driving in this. Uh, there's two, there's two cars. You start out and, you know, there's there's two cars. There's one couple, um, which is uh, uh, we'll get into in a second. But they've got all their names and all that stuff. You got one couple. And then we got uh, the old the old uh, uh, threes company Jeep coming up behind them, rolling in there with Jerry and his Jeep and all the gals in the back. And they're just partying. Um, and they realized that what happened was um, uh, they had a flat tire and Joker that was driving the first car didn't have air in the tire. So now he's got to walk in, you know, to the next gas station, rolling his tire just down the old road for miles and miles and miles gets there and this is their run-in with the with the creepy locals in this instance they walk into this like creepy looking uh you know bar type situation and uh no one seems to be there but the place is obviously open he needs help patching his tire getting some air in his spare whatever it is and he goes in the back room seems to be a lady sleeping in the back room just laying there um and uh wakes her up uh, it's a dang old dummy, just some sort of weird, giant, unhinged mouth, uh, totally mechanical dummy that's <laughs> yeah. screaming. And then something breaks the window. You, this scene is one of my two favorite scenes in the movie. And it's about five minutes in where you just get this. You have no idea what's happening. It's like a fucking fun house full of creepy dummies that like laugh on their own and move on their own mm -hmm. and it's like they're kind mm -hmm. of all the dummies are like kind of half finished you know like and, and it just feels like it's some sort of like fun house situation that was set up and then he tries to get out of the room because the door's been been locked uh and then somebody grabs his arm and then just shit starts flying off the shelf at him so you're like wait is this supernatural is it like what the flying fuck is happening here um, and then a pipe shoots into his back and then the fucking blood starts going through the <laughs> through the pipe um and then you're just like yeah, it, it, the you know, light bulbs are flitch, flickering, you know, chairs are rattling. They very much make it seem uh, like it's it's, you know, something supernatural is happening. And this whole scene is so strange and so disorienting. And then uh, just like there's the sound is just this like cacophony of screams and laughs and smashing glass. And it's just so disorienting. And then when the pipe shoots and like stabs him in the back, it all just cuts out to silence. Mm -hmm. And then you just linger on the shot of this pipe sticking out of his back and blood running out of the pipe. And then a little bit above the silence, you hear this like mumbling, this weird like mumbling of this person who's like, oh, the pipe worked good. Blah, 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 blah. Just yeah. saying all this weird shit. It's so unnerving it's, it's, and bizarre. It's so good, but also bad at the same time. Oh, like, yeah. It doesn't make any, what is happening. Yeah. Like you literally right. have no fucking yeah. idea what's what is happening. happening. But also like the editing is terrible because mm -hmm. when I think his name is his name Terry or Woody. It's Woody. Uh, Woody. Yeah. Woody is the original yeah. guy who goes in and gets it's killed Woody. first. So, yeah. like, well, Woody has all these things flying out the cabinet. Like, you'll see, like, a green jar fly out the cabinet, but a blue jar smashes mm. on the wall and everything. So, it's just mm -hmm. like, that. that's goof-ass. Well, and isn't it that, like, what well, the knife, like, a knife flies out, sticks in the wall beside his head, and then you look back it's and not the knife's there. not yeah, there? Yeah. 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 So, like, there's a lot of terrible... <laughs> there's a lot of bad Yeah, there's stuff. a lot of terrible editing, but also the sound design is amazing. And not just in this scene. Oh, it's wild. It's through, it's through the entire film. Like, the sound design is amazing. And it's funny because you start with, like, goofy 
cartoon sitcom music for the credits. Mm-hmm. But then, like, everything after that is really good. But my favorite part of the sound design of this scene is once the pipe goes into his back, you yep. start, you you get this weird, like, running of water. Yeah, it's like a trickling yeah. sound. And then it turns, you know, yep. like, it, I forget which way it goes. It either goes from a drip to a full pour or it goes from a full pour to a drip. But either way, it's like yeah. it's signaling how the blood is running out of the pipe. And yeah, it's like they really linger home that like literally the pipe is dr- like dr- almost draining his yeah, blood. Yeah, and it, that's so good for a movie yeah. this like one. It's a Charles Band movie, and two, also yeah. it, it's you know pretty early in film. <laughs> that, yeah, like they yeah, they it's thought a about that late seventies movie. Yeah, and yeah. they thought about it's, that. It's yeah, it's so weird. Uh, it, it's such a weird movie, and that's why I like it so much. Is this is a type of movie that there is nothing else like this movie? Um, mm. You know that the, I mean, I, th- there are themes that are in other movies yeah. like, I feel like, like it, that, but I, I, I just to interject because mm. there's so much going on. Um, that I feel like with both your films, I saw like how they influence other films. So I would say there's nothing like what the original was like, mm. but so many films definitely played off of what you guys oh yes you know what i mean so like i just want to say like there's nothing like it but like there was nothing like it at the time you know right and then there are some things that it takes sure there are definitely some things that it takes from um but i don't yeah i don't want i don't know if i want to get into it now or at the end where i'm supposed to be critical But yeah. I mean, there's be yeah. critical the whole way through. Let's okay. also get through all so, of these movies. So, so, so just it's we just all, an interesting. We all got tummy issues. <laughs> you have tummy issues now because you drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> I know. I like have this much left bottle of wine. But so, like, my one note about this film though is like, can you steal so much from other movies that you come out original on the other side? Because this movie lifts, this movie lifts a lot, and like some of it is just yeah. by, just by not by coincidence, but by uh, production. Um, the art director on this film is Robert A. Burns, and he was also mm. the art director on the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So like that, yeah. he brings direct influence in that way. But then also you can find things like Psycho in this film, just like the way yep. you know the killer interacts, and also he directly mm-hmm. steals a line from psycho about once the highway was built we lost all our mm-hmm. business that's stolen yes direct- so that is almost a trip like that is a trope that this was not the first movie to steal that right. <laughs> the old uh well our we're, we went crazy or we got lot we got left out here because the highway came through and yeah. you know right. screwed up when the, once they built old route 66 yeah. we were out <laughs> I'm of just luck gonna say, you know? hillbillies and southern people like just really like to blame other people oh, yeah. for their, they hate the tva you know, they hate yeah, no, any change <laughs> like no everything's someone else's problem you're like oh maybe like could help you <laughs> but there, there is a lot oh, so baby. i, I, I do <laughs> like that this is it's definitely takes a lot of influence from texas chainsaw but it doesn't feel like texas no, it chainsaw. feels more like house of wax it is not i was gonna say it uh. feels like a cross between house of wax and i know this came later um and i wonder if it it was influenced a lot by it, but this just i would characterize this and i feel like a good double feature would be this in motel hell mm-hmm. you know because it's mm. this whole like um mm-hmm. or even uh, a house of yeah, a thousand you corpses want, like, a little bit I think. more serious but you want silly ghost nest too like, yeah Tor- tourist trap and house of a thousand corpses would be a great double feature and i guarantee you house of a thousand corpses took a lot of influence from tourist oh, trap for sure yeah um yeah. as well so anyway uh 
so back to the crew with the Jeep. Um, also, it steals from Carrie. <laughs> back to what? the crew with the Jeep. Wait, <laughs> wait, what the wait, crew? Wait. What, where, where in Carrie? All the, all the, all the psychic stuff. Oh, but yeah, I guess. But then it's it's ambiguous. It's ambiguous. Whereas Carrie, it's like it's the main thing that's happening. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to it. So um, you, you go back. They, they pass by uh, a sign for Slauson's Lost Oasis, which is this, you know, again, it's a tourist trap type of establishment. Um, you know, wo- they see Woody's tire. So they're like, oh, he must have went this way. They drive by a sign that has an actual giant real vulture on it, um, which I love. The, just the cartooniness of that giant real real vulture that they just don't even make a comment about. Mm-mm. Um, but the Jeep dies and then, you know, one of the headlamps explodes. So we'll get back to, you know, cause you don't really know why that's the case, why a headlamp is exploding. Um, but we'll get back to it here in a little bit. Um, they stumble upon this old swimming hole with this waterfall, you know, this kind of picturesque little area in a clearing in the woods. And, uh, you, you get introduced to, uh, to Becky, Eileen, Molly, and Jerry. And just for some clarity here, Eileen was Jerry's girlfriend. Uh, or not Jerry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jerry. No, no, no. Jerry's old leather vest. Uh, Eileen and Jerry were together. Which one of them was dating uh, Woody? Eileen was dating Woody. Eileen's dating Woody. It, who's... Uh, who's who? Becky's I, I dating... Almost, yeah. Yeah, Becky is dating... I almost said Betsy, but Betsy's in my movie. Yeah, yeah. Becky yeah. is kind of pseudo dating uh, Jerry. Jerry's a law student. He's the guy with the Jeep and a sick ass leather vest. Eileen is dating Woody, who's the one who left to get the uh, uh, the tire fixed and subsequently got a pipe jammed in his uh, back. Molly's kind of the fifth wheel. She's like the goody goody, a little bit of the group. So um, anyway, they stumble to the swimming hole. Uh, Molly at this point is dressed like Little House on the Prairie. Like it's really like over the top that she's like the goody goody almost. Um, but they all decide, you know, some sk- some skinny dipping commences, and then guess who shows up? A weird old fucker played by one Mr. Chuck Connors, which I should say, Chuck Connors makes this movie. Um, he's so mm-hmm. fucking creepy. He's so intimidating. He's fucking huge, first of all. Chuck Connors is 6'6", former professional baseball player. Old, he's one of those old guys who's like, he's probably fucking 70 some years old in this movie. And you know he could rip your arms off still. Like he would just beat oh the God, living shit about I would let him it. rip my arms off. <laughs> well, he is, he's an old, I don't know you know i see a nice cowboy wish- and i'm like mm, i know you're a little fucked up but like i am you know i'm a, i am also a toxic human so you like well you guys didn't see whenever meg said you can rip my arms off she was making these like sexy eyes like uh, like not no, not like she was doing this like something. making her eyebrows go up and down like macaulay culkin almost um anyway you stop painting my eyebrows on um i did do a shoulder shrug yeah. for it too um, she was doing she was doing real. her version of a wooga <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Chuck Connors is like he is known for Westerns. I'm most a likely. Yeah, he's a cow. He's known for Westerns. If you see him, you're going to know him from from Westerns most most of the time. Uh, big square jawed son of a bitch. Like he says, he's a little older at this point. Um, and he just shows up with a shotgun and he's Slauson, right? He's Mr. Slauson. He explains that the new highway killed his business and yada, yada, yada. He's creepy, but, you know, maybe nice. And he essentially tells them to leave and i think the thing that's like creepy about him is you all he's always going back and forth between trying to be overly nice and charming and being like really aggressive and and 
like controlling, um, which is very weird. Um, but he tells them, you know, they better leave by dark. Ooh. And they're like, why? What happens at dark? And he's it's like, one of those shy guys, yeah. you know, who's just like secretly <laughs> then tells you how controlling he is. Yeah. Oh, I've dated a few of those. He's that's your type, <laughs> the Chuck Connors type. That's no, what you no, put on. No, that's what you no. put on the dating apps. I'm looking for a Chuck no. Connors type. No. <laughs> also, I want to. I'm going to say a lot of no's right now. Anywho, so let's keep going. I want to point. I want to point out Chuck Connors was a two sport guy. He played for the Boston Celtics and then left for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, that's so. right. Yes, yes, yes. He played. He, oh, he, he's one of those like basketball, baseball yeah. people. Okay, is this, is this like? A normal thing like i feel I like back you then know, it was because like pro sports yeah. weren't as big and like you know obviously they're big but not nothing like their you know, billion dollar do, interest you know basketball baseball so you yeah. know a little reverse 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 <laughs> yeah, you're also talking then, about the 40s where a 6'6 white guy was the biggest person ever <laughs> yeah yeah 6'6 six, six sure, was sure, like you sure. were a you were a center at 6'6 six, six, you know it's late, exactly late, what he played <laughs> yeah and then like now 6'6 six, six is like you're 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 fairly undersized you are below average height for the league um anyway um yeah so so now we kind of have the main crew which i said you know mr slauson is chuck connors you got becky eileen molly and good old J- leather vest jerry um mm-hmm. and uh you know they they take him back hey what's wrong with your jeep you know classic mix situation come on back i'll get her fixed up for you takes him back to his house which is his little roadside museum where he's got a whole bunch of dang can we talk about the southern charm though can we talk about the southern charm Mm -hmm. though there is still a sense of like savior complex or hero complex Mm -hmm. that comes with like this like this whole genre that we're coming to do that like gets people feeling like i'm gonna make you feel so safe and secure Mm -hmm. and like because like i it's like a chivalry thing almost that yeah Yeah. that southern charm like really fucking digs into you Mm -hmm. that I will put point because we don't really talk about it that often as like the tropes of this genre. Mm-hmm. This is like cliche at this point for all of our movies. Mm-hmm. There is some sort of like savior charm type thing where like I'm going to help you, baby girl. Yeah, I'm going to take care of <laughs> you. you. Know, I'm going to be girl. daddy's here. He's going to fix mm-hmm. your car, um, give you a back mm-hmm. rub. I'm like 45 years older than you. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but he um, he explains that um, his his brother made all these dummies and, and all these like lifelike mannequins. Sure. It's like a wax museum type of thing. And he's got like a general Custer and he's got, you know, he's got fucking Davy Crockett or whatever. And he's got these, you know, all these different. And then he's got one, which you learn here shortly is of his dead wife, um, which is she not that creepy, right? Um, his wife died. She got to cancer uh-huh. and whatever. Right. So, um, she tells uh, a bunch of kind of tales to keep them inside and says like, Hey, me and your boy, Jerry are about to go down here. We're going to fix the car. You ladies stay up here. Here's some beers. Keep your, you know, keep yourself, uh, you know, uh, safe. Cause there's coyotes outside. So he tells them all these stories mm-hmm. to kind of keep them where they are. Um, Eileen, uh, goes, fuck that noise. What's that house over there? And uh, Slauson says, oh, that's Davy. And they're like, who's Davy? Like Davy Crockett. And they're like, oh, he has to stay over. So he makes these like weird, creepy jokes about like the characters in the wax museum, like mm-hmm. being alive. And um, so she's like, as soon as he leaves, she's like, fuck that. I'm going over there. She goes, mm-hmm. goes over, hears some voices like saying her name and she goes in. It's just it's just dummies in there. You know, it's just like an old man, mm-hmm. and an old w- woman. And then the mannequins, one of the mannequins, like eyes start to move that's in there. And then 
this weird guy shows up with a white bucket hat on and like a wig and this big giant um, weird uh, mask that looks like a rubber mask, but it's like two pieces, but you can also see his real mouth through it, which is the creepiest part of it. Cause it's like he has two sets of teeth and it's just this really creepy yeah. visual. Um, and then that's when, you know, the whole sliding chairs, exploding bottle routine happens to Eileen. Um, and then, you know, essentially the guy with the bucket hat starts force choking Eileen with her own scarf. Um, and you're just like, again, <laughs> what the flying so fuck's all, happening like, super here? natural shit going on yeah i mean you don't know but yes it seems very clearly to be something supernatural um Mm -hmm. but yeah something about the double mouth of like the the there's like the the masks have a mouth and then like the person's wearing the mask's mouth like his top lip kind of looks like a tongue that's always sticking out that's why it's just like upsetting yeah yeah it's it's very upsetting looking it's 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 you know (laughs) essentially it's the guy on the front you haven't seen exactly the configuration of the guy on the poster but you know again it's like obviously a large man wearing like a woman's wig and this like weird like makeup covered mask um but anyway so so she is but this is like one of those notes that like i took that i'm like okay when did texas chainsaw come out too because that was like 72 it, it felt so yeah no i knew it yeah. came like obviously found out it came out earlier yeah. that it felt so reminiscent that yeah you know, yeah the thing. mask but thing it, it did it did have its own feel but anyway. yeah but yeah. yeah like i said the 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 production designer from Texas Chainsaw worked on this. So that's right. why so much of it looks very familiar is because it's just the mm-hmm. same guy and he was applying yeah. a lot of the same techniques, you know, that yep. he learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the one th- I mean the thing that like keeps it uh, keeps this feeling so different to me and like obviously this is easy, so it's like I'm not necessarily giving a ton of credit for this, but like this all happens at night, mm-hmm. you know, out in the mm-hmm. woods. Whereas Texas Chainsaw happens, you know, in broad daylight in, you know, essentially like an arid type of environment, which feels gives it such a different feel. But, yes, it is a movie of a similar era with, you know, similar um, similar, you know, design elements. Also, also that same designer uh, worked on The Hills Have Eyes before this movie as well. Yeah, there is a there is a. Mm, Yeah. uh, So there's like there is a lineage of, of, you know, redneck uh, horror flicks here. So and then he did um, From Beyond and Reanimator just as. You know, fun just things. going a completely different direction. Just, just being yeah. old, slippery, goopy monsters. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so then they start to realize Becky and and Molly, who are who are hanging out back there. And Molly's just given given old Chucky Connors just uh, basically the benefit of the doubt the whole time here. Um, whereas Becky's a little bit more skeptical, and they're talking about how the the mannequins feel like they have this real life life lifelike flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he he Chuck. Uh, I'm just going to call him Chuck. It's Mr. Slauson. But he comes back in <laughs> and says, uh, you know, oh, Jerry took it, took my truck to town because we couldn't fix it. And then starts telling these stories about his wife and Molly's like eating it up. And he made the, you know, the 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 dummy of his wife to like f- preserve her memory. And mm-hmm. then um, and then uh, he goes to the other house um, and, and you hear him start talking to Davy. You know, who's, you know, everyone's kind of referring to as Davey um, or, or 
you know, they kind of don't know what his name is. They don't even know that there's another person at this point. But you come to realize pretty quickly that it's supposedly uh, Slauson's brother, like kind of kooky brother mm-hmm. who's over there. And he, you hear him like talking to somebody else. You know, Eileen, you get over there. She find her. She's all like made up like a mannequin kind of thing. Um, so, you know, he kind of, you know, the, the idea is he like turns people into these mannequins who's ever doing all this. So it seems pretty clear off the bat that this is a psycho type of situation where it's, oh, it's my crazy brother. But surprise, surprise, it's actually just me dressing up different. But then they mm-hmm. keep kind of keep you on the edge where you're not you're like, oh, of course, that's what happens. They're like, but is it? Oh, yes. No, of course. That's what yeah. I mean. But is and, and, it? And I think it's you also know. just because like they keep other characters in the dark as well. Yeah. Because yeah, like, you're never ahead of the characters in understanding really what's happening. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. some characters catch on to this and they figure it out. But other characters, I think it's like Jerry, who's like in the basement and yeah. uh, and Becky. They've only seen Slauson as Davy. Right. So it's not until later that like he he get like he tricks Molly and he tricks everybody else, but then he gets to trick them again after right. they escape. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're kind of you're kind of still... who's in the loop and who isn't kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Becky and Molly are looking through some pics and and basically they see his wife. The wife looks like the mannequin, and he explains that you know he preserved her that way, whatever. Not literally her corpse. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that, but you come to realize you think that is actually what happened. But they just like, oh, hey, I made a mannequin of her to like preserve her memory. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, like he's clearly like fake limping. You know, you don't realize that but he's really playing this limp up to make himself seem like a little bit more feeble because he's like this giant old guy. But he's like trying to make himself kind of seem a little less less, you know, a little bit more feeble, I guess. So they do this whole kind of cat and mouse thing. I won't belabor all of it, but. Davy shows up again with Eileen's scarf and this black curly wig. And that's like the 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 guy on the, you know, the most of the of the actual theatrical posters that people think about the imagery of this movie. But, um, you know, this whole spook house thing happens again in this bedroom with, you know, the chairs and the screaming mannequins and all that. And then Becky whacks the, uh, the you know, the assailant with a mannequin arm and the mannequins mm-hmm. are all like breathing and they just do this mm-hmm. whole like big old fashioned dog pile on top of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a weird scene. This, this is another one of my favorite bits of like sound design. Just yeah. the way like you have the weird music in the background, but you have like all these breathy mannequins and just like the way they're like, oh no. And then like yeah, they some all of them fall are talking, yeah. some of yeah. them are just breathing. Yeah. yeah. And like they're moaning and then like they all fall. Belabored yeah. incense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they fall on top of her, but then like also they form like almost a ring around her. Like they're taunting her. And it's just like, Jesus mm-hmm. fucking weirdo. <laughs> they're ganging up yeah. on her. Um but yeah, so so they, the the villain here gets Jerry and Becky down in his kind of lair. And there's this other random woman down there who I think we learn her name is like Tina or something like that. Something like it. Yeah. You don't know anything about her. You don't learn anything much about her besides she basically <laughs> says, uh, hey, um, you know, uh, I was getting gas and he snagged me up. And uh, and she's apparently been there a while and she's a real downer basically she's like we're all gonna die um and but jerry is like kind of like this is no big deal to him like he's pretty calm about the whole thing um 
so the 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 bad guy which i've been calling davy which they never really say like oh this is davy but that's supposedly his you know it's the brother supposedly at this point comes back and he's just doing this wild creepy voice it's like this deep like childish but like really deep and he keeps saying they're gonna have a party and he gives them booze and stuff or like you know gives them some sort of drink which he does you're so this is part of the ambiguity of this movie is his victims he gives them something to drink um which you come to realize in some capacity you think that he's drugging them um and that becomes a little bit it never really becomes clear but it becomes a little bit more apparent to me later on when he gives molly the drink and then molly like falls asleep hmm so that's why i'm like oh he's drugging them but he never actually comes out and says that um so we'll get into the ambiguity here but that's one theory that i have um but at this point he's strapped this unknown you know this unknown woman that you just met he's got her strapped on the table he straps her head down to the table something about him like hammering the strap to the table Right beside her face is just like, I don't know, something about that is very creepy to me. It's 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 so weird because like it's such uh, an arty, creative thing that he's into. Mm. Yeah. But it's done in such a brute way. Yeah. Like just done as like a dullard. Like, (laughs) I'm really good at mannequins. I'm really good at this artisanal craft. Yeah. But I'm a giant who does it with, like, these big meat hands. (laughs) Yeah, I've got giant sausage mitts. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but he... he, he starts to apply the plaster to her face and that alone is creepy enough because she can't move and he's applying these big gobs of plaster to her face. So he goes the whole way around the ring of her face first. And then the creepiest part is that he is explaining what's going to happen to her. So he's like torturing her, you know, basically. And he's saying like, I'm going to put it over your mouth and you're going to not be able to breathe. And then, you know, he goes, uh, you know, I'm going to apply it to your eyes and your world's dark. You'll never see again. Like <laughs> just really over the top creepy lines. Like yeah. so just diabolical. But then and like then, also you said, it's delivered by that little kid pretending to be Batman voice. Yeah. It's like a little kid talking, but in a really in- intensely deep baritone voice. So it's so creepy. And then of course the fucking mask is creepy. And then he's basically saying like, I'm going to cover up your nose. You're not going to be able to breathe. And then he explains that like, you're not going to die of asphyxiation though. You're, you're going to die of a heart attack basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, and then she, that's ex- literally exactly what he does. And he shows it in this like very painfully slow, you know, thing. And, um, and then as soon as she died, you know, apparently she had had a heart attack or whatever. And he's like, now you're one of us. It's just it's <laughs> it's honestly one of the creepiest kill scenes ever to me. Yeah. Um, just the shit he's saying is so fucked up. Um, and it, the voice and everything. Yeah. And it, it's completely unique. Like, you don't really see that anywhere else except for maybe the House of Wax movies. You see something yeah. similar. Yeah. And then it's it's wild because this movie's rated PG. Because yeah. it came out before there was a PG-13 rating. Right. So, like, there's not too much in the way of gore or violence in this movie mm-hmm. that would put it as an R. Yeah. So, like, there is, like, yeah, I guess this is a PG. <laughs> there's not a lot of blood. I mean, there's a couple of instances of blood. Um but there is just some like I can't imagine being a kid and seeing this when I was like, you know, 
eight or nine years old, this would have fucked my life up. The mm-hmm. screaming, the screaming uh, mannequins. And then, like I said, the the plaster on the face scene is just so f- it's just so fucking creepy to me. I feel like this like one of those worst nightmares where you're like, I don't want to ever not be able to breathe. And all of a sudden you're like, uh, when I watched that, I was like, holy shit, I cannot breathe. Right oh, now. yeah. I like, can't even imagine how terrifying that would be. And the thing that was the most I, I, you know, the, 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 that line of like, you'll never see again. Like I, that is just like such a fucking creepy line to me. Um, but it's funny and, and not funny right after she expires, essentially Jerry fucking jumps into fucking action and, <laughs> and like springs out and grabs him and knocks him down like five seconds after he dies. And is like, did you just get loose or were you <laughs> waiting until the right time? And you waited until she died to spring into action. It's like, yeah, he don't love that. That bummer. Why does he care? <laughs> yeah, Jerry's a real fucking dick. Um, but anyway, uh, you know he attacks uh, uh, the, the the bad guy here. We'll say Davy, and he just lifts Jerry off the ground and just fucking chokes his ass against the wall just fucking just fucks jerry up um mm-hmm. and then puts him in chains like all right you're gonna get out you know we ain't gonna let that happen again so nah, bro. davy starts talking about his brother meaning mm-hmm. meaning mr slosson chuck chuck connor's character and he's talking yeah. about him and he's talking about how like he liked you know uh, oh uh he makes me wear these masks because i'm better looking than him and Fuck and you. his and and his he didn't want his wife to because his wife was attracted to me and it's this whole fucking thing about like his brother making him wear these masks and then you're like okay so first of all you thought they were the same person but now maybe they're not the same person and and this is obviously this guy's <laughs> crazy but is chuck also crazy like you know what i mean Right. You don't really know who to trust. You know, you don't trust this guy. Obviously, he just murdered somebody. But yeah, you don't know exactly. We just need to not trust people that are in these next situations. Yeah, probably. But at, story, at this you point, you, you're, you're questioning whether they can still trust Mr. Slauson. Like, you know, some of them never did. But like Molly definitely has. But anyway, um, he keeps toying with them. And that's one of the themes that's the, the most creepy about this movie for me is that he seems like this fucking redneck dullard but he always manages to be two steps ahead of everyone so no matter what even the smallest little things and when you think that he's like he's fucking crazy he's out of his mind he's uh you know he's got whacked out poo brains they're gonna get the best of them they're gonna escape he's making a mistake he's always just fucking with them like he's just for the most part until the maybe till the very bitter end um he's just fucking with them but um he even toys with them with the key where like he pretends to drop the key and and so this is kind of interesting because he talks about how his brother is super um uh uh talented with like mechanical things mm-hmm. and all the characters and making them walk and talk and and uh and shoot and do all the things in the in the the museum so he clearly makes these mechanical dummies um but he also when he like pulls the key along, he suggests that it's telepathic. Yeah. Like, not suggests, he tells them basically. Yeah. Right. This is something that I have telepathic powers. I can control it, but it's scary to me. But then like 
he also uh, I, you never really know if he's just telling them that but actually it's some sort of like sleight of hand type of mechanical trick because he's obviously like a showman and he set up this entire house to be this like this uh this this fun house with mm-hmm. all these tricks that he's playing on people and you see so they also seem to be connected to him though too yes so you don't really know Which who's gives, like a sense of like the like mysticism or like spiritual yeah so you think about this when you think about like carnival attractions going and seeing the fortune teller or going to like these these roadside attractions where it's like it's you know there's some it's almost like a carny bit you know where they're trying to scare you you know it's some sort of sleight of hand or optical illusion or whatever but and, and he's obviously that type of person. And he talks about how good he was. You could go to the big city and do it and all this stuff. Again, when he's saying this, he's saying this about his quote unquote brother. But you don't know how much of this is actually him just being this lonely, weird, crazy guy out in the middle of the woods who's just literally all he does is set up this house to play tricks on people. Yeah, but I think I think it's I think it's a combination of like. He has the psychic powers, mm-hmm. um, but he can manipulate, you know, because his brother made everything so good and articulate, mm-hmm. like the all the all the ones that are in the roadside attraction, like the Davy Crockett and the Custer, they have like full articulation because they're supposed to move like the Hall of Presidents fucking things. Yeah. Yeah. So like he can move those with his mind because they have the articulation to move. But then all the other mannequins they don't have much articulation so he can only move their eyes and jaws and like when he moves their yeah. jaws he breaks them essentially yeah so yeah and then you also don't know how much of like this stuff his brother actually had anything to do with you know what i mean cuz mm-hmm. it's it, you know anyway we'll get, we're getting ahead a little bit but um you know quote unquote Davies walking through the woods you know after Molly he holds up this you know he's got the mask and everything holds up this screaming mannequin head and he's just saying hey little girl see my friend which is such a fucking bizarre <laughs> again just such a bizarre creepy thing to say and the mouth like opens and screams I think that's yeah I think that's supposed to be Woody's head that it's makes just, sense it's just like yeah it doesn't completely play as well but yeah he's supposed to like be frightening her with you know somebody she knows yeah i didn't even pick that up on it because you do see woody later a couple of times but like he's you know the the masks that he has on it is like they're pretty nondescript mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but you don't know whether these are all tricks or supernatural. So like, like you said, the audience is never really ahead of the characters, which I think helps a lot. Um, but you know, you know, he's running through the woods. Slauson shows up, grabs Molly, you know, acts very confused, says, Hey, this is all my crazy brother. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and essentially, Hey, I'm going to lure Davey back to the house and call the police. You know, what I do is I put the radio in the window and he comes, he comes back. So, he's like you know you stay in the in the car or you stay outside i'm gonna go get the radio and then she's like no don't you know and you're like why is he making her stay outside Mm -hmm. so you're like he's definitely gonna do some wild shit but then he gives her the gun so you're now you're a little bit 
confused, but you're like, well, it's probably right. not loaded or whatever if it's him. So there's a, it's just doing little things to like keep you on your toes and just trying to confuse you about what's actually happening. Because then when she's standing out there, Davy pops up from behind the fucking Jeep uh, or his truck and comes at him and then she blasts him twice with the shotgun. But then he's like, those are blanks. Ha 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 ha. She whacks him with the shotgun. It's Slauson under the mask, of course. It's mm-hmm. it's it's Chucky Connors. So it's not that surprising, but it's one of those things where it's like they kept making you second guess what seemed obvious um the whole time molly hides in the creek but then slauson is already in the creek and just come pops up behind her like he (laughs) you know he's got this whole series of like shoots and ladders in the woods that he can just like fucking jump 200 yards in the other direction there's also a snake in the creek scares you there oh there's a little snake in the creek you do get a little snake in the creek situation because that that was promised earlier yeah he Um, he's like water moccasins they come out Yeah, watch out for creek snakes um but like i said he's always just dicking with them he's two steps ahead um becky and jerry are still tied up but and they're trying to escape but then there's this like just confused scene where you I don't know why they put this in there. I mean, it's just to really, I guess it's just to really further illustrate like Slauson's like insanity, but he's, there's a scene of him having dinner, like eating soup with, you know, the mannequin and just talking about, you want more crackers and all this stuff. And I don't know. It's, it's just like, I think you're just really starting to paint him, paint a picture of him as like being completely unhinged, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Cause I mean, you get something similar. I believe it's a little later on where like, cause he, he appears to have personas cause he explained, yeah. cause they, ha- he already had a confrontation with Molly and he asked Molly, Hey Molly, what mask was he wearing? Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, he was wearing one with like blonde hair that looked like a doll. And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, he's trying to be like me as a little kid. Yeah. And so like, you see um, that, you see that later on where like he is in the living room with the mannequins of his mother and father and he's mm-hmm. playing with dolls, like dressed as himself as a little kid. So oh like yeah, he, this he, is right at right, basically right at this point. Yeah, yeah, because because so, this is this is the cat and mouse you know thing with Jerry, and he's in the hallway with all the mannequins, mm-hmm. and this is like this is very much a scene that that I think has become a bit of a trope too. Like I, they've def, there's definitely plenty of of movies that I've seen where they have like a hall of dummies, and it's like which one of them is real kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which it maybe didn't even end up didn't maybe it didn't even start with this movie, but the, it's just a it's a trope. Um, that that you do see quite frequently. I mean, even in the the 2018 Halloween, yeah. um, you see that which 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 of the mannequins is real kind of thing, or they're all like distractions. Um, but yeah, so he's yeah he's off in the other room playing with dolls and stuff and just wiling out in general. Um, eventually, Jerry just jumps out the motherfucking window. It <laughs> just like blasts <laughs> through the window onto the front porch. It's not like a second floor window. Um, but then he limps into the woods and then Becky runs the other way into the woods. And then Clausen loses the mask and finds Becky. And like you said, Becky wouldn't know that that's Clausen. You know what I mean? Like she wouldn't be scared to see uh, I say Clausen. I mean Slauson. I know. I was, um, like, I was yeah. about to say what, Santa Claus. Clausen. <laughs> Clausen. The pickle people. Yeah. Um, Clausen's pickles. Um, no, but Slauson. She doesn't. Uh, she wouldn't know to be scared of him. Right. So um, 
you know, he, he takes her in, shows her the whole wax museum is now um, all kind of come to life, including a, a, a wax dummy of uh, of Woody. And they're all shooting at her and throwing tomahawks at her and stuff. And, and the old Chucky's just sitting there kind of just giggling and goofing. And eventually she catches a knife right in the back of the neck, which is surprisingly brutal death scene, because even though, you know, even though she I wouldn't even I wouldn't say Becky is really given the performance of her life. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like she's not really acting too hard. Something about the like slowness of her, like and the shock of getting shot in the back of the neck, uh, hit in the back of the neck with a knife is weird. It's it's surprising, but also like there's something really satisfying about the effect. Mm-hmm. And I did find like how they did it because it is it, it like it's not an, a it, it's a it's a held on shot. Mm-hmm. And like the knife handle appears to pop out of nowhere. And I was like, did they just pop it out of the back of a wig? But then I found something that said that uh, what they did was they put a they put a block like a block of wood mm. on the back of the actress's head. And then they sent a knife down a, a, a wire oh, okay. to slam into the back of, uh, to slam into the knife block or yeah, to slam into the wood block. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was fucking crazy. I was like, yeah, it's oh, that's risky. really good. Yeah. Yeah. You're throwing a knife down. I feel like they did something like that in like, uh, like Madman or something. Like, I feel like I've heard of that, mm-hmm. um, that, 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 that effect before. But yeah, it does. It just like sticks in there and almost looks like it was sped up or something like that, which it probably was. But maybe. Um, anyway, uh, so then Slauson's dead wife comes to Molly in a dream. She wakes up and she's like tied in this bed. Um, and uh, you're still not sure if something supernatural is happening. Like, like I said, it's hard to be convinced either direction. And he, again, then then he comes in, he keeps calling Molly little girl, which just makes your skin crawl. But um, he takes her to this other room, you know, and again, at this point, like he's drugged her because the mom came in and gave her something to drink. Right. And so you're assuming that he's drugged her in some way, but then she, cause she just like takes a nap on the ground kind of like she's clearly trying to like stay conscious. And then, and she tries to like, she kind of comes to and tries to crawl away, but then he makes, but he's almost waiting for her to do that because then he makes all the mannequins come to life and do this whole like weird singing thing. And you don't know if she's hallucinating or if it's mechanical or if it's supernatural or what, but he says all three. (laughs) Yeah, it probably is. But he says it's time and explains about, you know, his brother, um, basically his his brother uh he killed his brother and his wife because they were they were what he says whoring behind his back (laughs) (laughs) um but uh uh he explains like his intentions are never really there um a hundred percent um you know that he wants molly to like represent his wife in some way but you don't know if he wants to kill her or like make her into a mannequin or or, or or just like, I don't know, you know, have his way with her. You don't know, but um, you don't really know. But he keeps trying to kiss her with the mask on. It's very unpleasant. Um, and like just Chuck Connors performance, I'll say, like, especially here is like is wild. And I think I read or I remember at some point with him being uh, 
uh, or this movie, maybe it was on the last drive in or something else that like this kind of like he was definitely towards the end of his career, but this like kind of fucked up his career a little bit because then like people were like, Oh, you were doing some like unsavory shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, I mean, it yeah. kind of makes sense. It, I don't, I don't know that it fucked up his career really mm. because like he still went on and did a whole bunch of other like TV stuff. Chuck Connors is like, when I watch this movie, I, Chuck Connors makes me think of, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. because like he was he was a guy that like he had all the big Western roles and all the big war roles and like that's what yeah. Chuck Connors had Chuck Connors like he was in Gunsmoke he was in you know all these other films where he played like a World War II vet mm-hmm. you know something like that and then just like as things progress as he got older you had to take like shittier and shittier jobs. Yeah. And so like Leonardo DiCaprio's character took all the shitty jobs that were like Italian exploitation films. Yeah. Chuck Connors takes fucking horror films. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it, uh, ruined his career is the good is the right way to put it, but it like kind of it reframed him for people a little bit. Yeah. Um, or reframed his career a little yeah, bit. Because I mean, at, like after this, he does. He does like TV, but then also does some other things like he's in a movie called Terror Squad. You mm. know, he's in a movie called Maniac Killer. So like, you know, he's in another movie called Taxi Killer. So like, yeah, yeah he, he becomes he's, more of a genre guy. Yeah, for a little, you know, yeah he yeah. definitely takes a genre. F- and it, I think like because in this film, he's a really good actor. Like he mm-hmm. like you said, he sells this movie. Yeah, because he has like this intimidating you know nature about him but i think it's just like as you move into the 80s he's a little more aged so he isn't the first choice above like arnold where arnold is like a cut beefcake guy Mm -hmm. you know van damme was a cut beefcake guy yeah uh stallone cut beefcake you know yeah connor's yeah, connor's was like old grandpa strength <laughs> big old barrel chested yeah yeah uh yeah he wasn't coming in there wait are we talking about like farmer yes. strength yeah. too because that is a fucking yeah. thing yeah, for absolutely. sure you know what i mean well chuck like, connor's interestingly enough he does seem like such a good old boy but he's from new york i think right, yeah. originally yeah yeah He's definitely like he's an East Coast New York guy. Like, but the but his the voice he does as you know Davy quote unquote I think is a lot closer to his actual voice. He like kind of is doing a little mm. bit like of a slightly Long Islandy, not Long Island, but like a little bit of a New York accent, which is you know completely different than his you know kind of Southern accent that he's doing as uh, as Slauson. But, um. Yeah, so so we're we're this is the end kind of end scene here, end sequence. Um, you know, just then Jerry comes knocking uh at the door with an axe, and then there's this weird standoff um when Jerry like chops through the door and Jerry's standing there, Slauson's standing there, and Molly's standing there, and and Jerry's like, Come on, we're gonna go, we're gonna go. And Slauson's just like kind of deer in a headlights kind of look on his face and molly's mm-hmm. like keeping an eye on him and you're like what's gonna happen is he gonna like lunge for her it's like a very tense scene is 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 jerry gonna do anything and not be a little turd is molly gonna run what's gonna happen and then molly is basically telling him like kill you know telling jerry to kill slosson um but then 
Slauson's like, you're going to kill me? Ha ha ha. And you're like, oh, no, it's just because he's like this big maniac. But no, then you realize Jerry is a dummy. And he pulls Jerry's <laughs> arm off and pulls his head off and smashes it on the ground. And Jerry has already been turned into a dummy. And then the rest of the cliche gotcha fucker. <laughs> yeah. the, you know yeah, what I mean? The rest of the mannequins in the room all kind of start coming to life. Slauson starts dancing with the white, the one of his wife. And then you don't know if you are seeing this from I, I, I guess you're seeing it from her point of view, but she turns into a real woman the wife yeah so you're you're seeing mm-hmm. this from uh from in molly's and out, point though. of in view and out. yeah so in like this is where i'm like molly's been drugged and she's hallucinating this whole thing about the mannequins coming to life and actually looking like real people um and then the more and more of them in the room turn real and they start to look like the 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 actual people that are apparently his victims and they all are like but i feel like the movie does a great job of like making you as a viewer question what's real and what's yeah not you're just time. as confused as molly is not like like from start to finish and i think that that's a unique thing that you don't always get because like there are times you're like, oh, is there supernatural things happening? Oh, is there like something real, whether there's drugs going on or like whatever. It, but like it could even be as much as like a Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is so fucked up that I'm now making up shit in my mind. Yeah, she she's cracked something. or something. Yeah, but it, it's mm-hmm. it's I mean, she does have the wherewithal enough to pick up the axe and like sink it in the back of uh, of Slauson's neck and and assumedly kills him. And then Molly screams and then you hard cut to the vulture on the sign. Molly driving down the highway in Jerry's Jeep with her friends in the back who are all dummies. Yeah. And then it's the and fucking just, end. And just the face she's fucking making is yeah. amazing. Like it's one of she's, the great freeze frames. <laughs> she has this just I know I've used this phrase a lot with this movie, but she just has an unhinged look on her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is um a wild, confusing ride that they never really explain anything and you just yeah. And I'm okay with that though too. I'm like kind of okay yeah, with you, it. You really sense. feel like you empathize with molly because you're exactly as confused by the whole thing as she is yeah um i think i I feel like you can't put it all on drugs though simply because of the opening Mm -hmm. scene which is woody Mm -hmm. being terrorized he doesn't drink anything he doesn't he's not drugged all that stuff is like could kind of be explained by like mechanical things it could be mechanical or well not all of the stuff out of the cabinet though no, all the stuff out of the cabinet and the knife. Magnet, but some of it, you know, they could, you know, yes, it yeah. seems silly to say that it could be mechanical, but also there's a lot of far-fetched things that are suggested to be mechanical. Right. Like that's one of the creepiest things about the about the mannequins, even the wax ones in the wax museum, the more detailed ones, is they're clearly being acted as people like right. people were in those costumes right. so they move in sure. a very lifelike way just like slightly robotic which makes them even more creepy yeah because it's not, it's not mm. like just a hinge it's you know a full it's a full arm musculature you know mm-hmm. it's not just like a hinge you would find on an action figure so yeah, yeah. that's why it's you know far more creepy that's why i'm willing to say that mm-hmm. it's all three of yeah. mechanical psychic 
and drugs because mm -hmm. I think you're right. Like he maybe drugs them to keep them pliable and keep them docile in a way mm -hmm. so that they're not fighting back. And that's why, like at the end, Molly is seeing the wife as a real person, you yeah. know, like mm -hmm. I don't maybe or maybe he does just have the psychic power to push people that way. You have all the all the instances of him like sending like the psychic whispers of their names to draw them into places. So or him doing right. the old eyes where he like looks at something and it springs to life a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely something going on. It's never fully explained. It's always very ambiguous. And uh, yeah, it's just fucking weird. It's a weird movie. And that's why I like it so much. And Chuck Connors, he makes the whole movie. Yeah, that's why I think the movie was a lot of how much can you steal from everywhere else? Because. Texas Chainsaw, Carrie, and Psycho, and House of Wax had all come out beforehand. And they're just mm -hmm. like, we mm -hmm. like all of these movies. Let's oh, yeah. put all this into one movies. <laughs> yeah, this is not sure. a mm -hmm. this is not a, uh, a a a movie that I would call like an artistic vision of a singular person. This is like a let's go make a fucking horror movie and sell some tickets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's get some butts mm -hmm. yeah. in the seats, put fucking Chuck did, Connors I mean, did they in there. Do that with like the, yeah, it was like, it was Chuck Connors, like the biggest pull with it. I or think so. I think like, for a yeah. low budget, yeah. I think for a lowish budget movie, they were like, mm -hmm. we can get Chuck Connors. Everyone grew up watching this guy. Everyone's going to know his face. He's going to get butts in the seats. And yeah, so it's a little, it's the right amount of schlocky, yeah, yeah. And, and like I read some of the IMDb trivia, however, you know, trustworthy that can be. But sure. like two things they pointed out was like one was that uh, the they spent a sixth of the budget on the guy who wrote the score. So mm -hmm. to get him to, so to get him the right to score, he charged him like a sixth of the budget. And then <laughs> the other one was like the the director of this film originally was trying to get John Carpenter to direct it. Mm. So there's like, it's another thing of trying to pull somewhere else. Like John Carpenter had just finished Halloween. So he was trying to pull more from yeah. how like, like, Oh, like we can get the guy from Texas chainsaw. We can get the guy from Halloween. We can get yeah. all these elements in here to make this our great big good film. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then PG did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is, I wonder, I wonder if that was part of the, I wonder if that would have been part of the uh, um, I, now PG meant a very different thing back then. Right. You know what I mean? Compared to like a hard R was almost like a bad thing back then. If you could, you know, cause that just meant less, less people, less eyes on it kind of thing. But anyway, yeah, it, it definitely felt like that, tour, that type of project, but yeah, mm. it's very fun. that's it. That is Taurus trap. You there. guys, it's a fun film. I mean, there's there. Yeah, there is fun elements for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like you, Brian, I didn't discover it until like the last probably five, definitely 10 years because mm -hmm. I originally discovered it as like a riff tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know they did a riff tracks. Mm. On. Yeah, yeah. That's how I first found it. And I was like, yeah, I'll this movie's a little too good for like always making fun of. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chuck Connors has been mm -hmm. in a number of riff tracks slash. That's probably you know, what it was. Mystery science theater uh yeah episodes but anyway all right steve fun what, what's this movie we're gonna talk about with you we're just gonna talk about <laughs> 2000 maniacs yo 
straight up 2000 maniacs. Which genuinely was kind of like silly and funny. I Herschel, Herschel Gordon on. Lewis in the house. <laughs> this is such a weird pick. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. This is a strange pick. Why do you think it's a strange pick? It's got redneck Why? shenanigans. It starts it does with shenanigans. Have redneck shenanigans, but it's just like, it's such a, it's such a weird um i don't know it's just not a movie that i would think you would pick i don't know why it reminds me of a film um i'm trying to think of like what the right descriptors would be of like a silent film that just had like this like silly like mime like like Mm -hmm. comedy it's very cartoonish but then but then like the things that are going on you're like whoa you guys are kind of like fucked up (laughs) like you guys are really and then you get like this mildly spooky spiritual yeah. well this is like so 60s schlock at its finest you know what i mean like that's mm. Herschel gordon lewis is the the king of uh of well he was really the grandfather of, of gore yeah you know movies yeah they, yeah i mean he's called the godfather of gore for a reason godfather because of gore yeah yeah because like he's doing terribly horrific things on camera that like you weren't seeing i mean mm-hmm. we're just now getting color at this point and he's fucking like oh but mm-hmm. you know what it's a good color red <laughs> yeah it's intense there is a certain type of giallo red that he uses yeah. too yeah and like his yeah. his other films are also just as wild like he mm-hmm. has uh one of his la- one of his later films the gorgor girls Mm-hmm. is like it's a horror comedy and it is just batshit off the walls it's fucking great the wizard mm-hmm. of gore is mm-hmm. another great one and yeah. uh there's one that like uh it plays out like a po- uh, a police procedural that I, I can't remember is that is that one of his first ones you're thinking of what's in black and white uh, no um, no i'm thinking what's of the first one. one that was like the first gore you know movie, i think you're thinking you of blood feast blood feast yeah 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 i mean that's blood- his most I want to say most famous, probably most famous, because that was like a little bit of the first of its kind a little bit. It's Yeah, it's one of the first of its kind. But yeah, no, Blood Feast is a police procedural, but it, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, it is in color. It's not black and white. You can, oh, I saw black and white version. I think. I, there um, might be a black and white version, but uh, I think the one color me mm-hmm. color me blood color me blood red. Is that the one we're thinking of? Uh, that one's um, that one's later. So that one's 65. That one's at, even yeah. after this film. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I've never I've only seen a couple of them. I've never seen the Gore Gore Girls. That one's yeah, so weird. It's so fucking yeah. weird, but I like it. I've seen The Wizard of Gore, I've seen Blood Feast, mm-hmm. I've seen Two Thousand Maniacs, obviously. Yeah. But. And then there's another one that's mm-hmm. like a ripoff of a uh like a, a surfer movie. That mm-hmm. is like yeah. And I think he has a couple of those. But like everything he does is kind of like taking things that would have been popular at the time, like police procedurals, like uh, the the surfer films and then just making them intensely impossibly gory and upsetting uh, mm-hmm. this one I think sticks out more though although it seems like he took Looney Tunes and fucking just decided to go like fucking this one especially some of the characters literally the mm-hmm. the mayor is Foghorn Leghorn yeah the like. mayor is Foghorn Leghorn the two uh, Lester and Rufus are just yeah. like they're straight up like I don't know like crows sitting on a fence or some shit like they're they're fucking yeah. goofy hayseeds yeah through and through 
But somehow it feels like it, like it just like it works. Oh yeah, it sense. works. Like you know what I mean. Like you know what I mean. I I don't know. It doesn't feel like a when I think of something that could have been like this. I think of like silent films where it's like we need to be like like moving arms around. Like you know, it did that, but like with sound, and you're like, whoa, okay, I can actually make this work as a film where, especially for that time and place, and then go off the rails. Feels a little thrown together with for me in the sense that they keep putting a bunch of musical numbers in there mm-hmm. like these some of these songs are so long and they just feel so out of place there's long stretches where i'm like why are we watching this why I, is this in here i think it's because i don't know i never got that sense but i think because he makes it mostly diegetic Mm-hmm. Is because like the the Pleasant Valley Boys is who they're credited as, but you have yeah. like this, and again it it kind of plays into those old vaudeville kind of mm-hmm. like we have music mm-hmm. always going, we have you know just a show going on, and you have yeah. like these you have these banjos and guitars just constantly playing different southern songs, or you yeah. have the one song that he wrote for this that that the the intro song that you're introduced to this movie with. Of mm-hmm. like the South will rise again, like yeah. Herschel Gordon Lewis wrote that song. <laughs> really, yeah. I just assumed it was some old weird Southern thing. Um, they definitely, uh, it, it's almost like um, the old like uh, you know surf monster movies. Yeah, yeah. You know where they would just like have mm. like a dance number where they, everybody's in bikinis just dancing for like five minutes. Right, and in like they just never reached the beach in this film. Is what it is. <laughs> they never reached the beach. <laughs> no, it, this is. Uh, they were going. They were heading yeah. south, guys. We were trying. It, speaking for sure. of heading south, this movie is kind of the opposite of Birth of a Nation in that yeah. instead of taking like Southern people and like you know Southern specifically slave owners and racists and like and and glorifying the Ku Klux Klan and all that stuff like Birth of a Nation, this takes. T- t- the South and basically just makes them all look like absolute fucking monsters. Yeah. So <laughs> like mm-hmm. a, a, an important thing that you should know mm-hmm. as the, why the South look like fucking idiot monsters mm-hmm. is born 1926 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Herschel mm-hmm. Gordon Lewis. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. he's, he mm-hmm. is a hometown boy who is, who's more than, likely very accommodated with like how stupid the outsides of Pittsburgh were. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he'd been out to Butler County yeah. a couple mm-hmm. times. He knew it was going Two, three on. Times. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then also he, he lived in, both, yeah, he lived in Florida a lot as well. So yeah, he, he got it. He got it everywhere. He knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. you know, I, I can't completely speak to his politics, but I think he's very just, you know, not into the the south and what they were up to um but mm. the film starts with like the it starts with the head of the family gag it starts with a cartoon detour you know mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. we saw it in another film but i forget but like you know it's somebody setting up a sign that says detour and they lead him down a dirt road and then mm. they're you have rufus in a tree and he's spotting cars with yankee license plates 
and sending them down this dirt road. In, in and Leicester. this scene goes mm-hmm. on for, oh, I just looked up also, this is going back just five seconds, but he's, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis is also a Jew. So right. like, that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. right? A Jew, you know, Northern Jew, uh, mm. probably villainizing, you know, the, the Ku Klux Klan and all that stuff that you associate with South. But yeah, this scene went on, I don't know, five times longer than it needed to. Yeah, sure. But I mean, that's everything from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they you get in the first 30 seconds what they're doing, yeah. what the scam is. But then you have to see the guy with the half untucked shirt <laughs> waving to the guy taking his hat mm-hmm. off, climbing the, the tree yeah. 20 freaking times. And it's so funny, though, because like the Lester is leaning up against the fence post or the yeah. sign to Augusta, Georgia, and he's like waving on another car. You know, that has like Georgia plates. And he's just like, on your way, as you were, as you were. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And be yeah, But the, the cars get led into Pleasant Valley. And it's like, a, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like that one road town. You know, they have a main street and that's about it. And then like you get two cars full of people just swarmed by southerners swinging confederate flags and i think i was like that Man, you see a bunch of nazi youth running at you oh yeah. my god i'm just gunning it and running all those kids over yeah yeah and i think like it's probably of a you know it's probably kind of an of the time thing but like of the in the 60s it's probably a little more accepted to be waving confederate flags even though like they're traitors and looter losers they shouldn't be <laughs> You lost yeah. and you're a traitor. But it, like, I mean, I don't really want to get super far ahead, but to like kind of like unveil the mask with this whole situation is like this feels like it's like such a time and place mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And um, we obviously like kind of learn that later. So like this whole thing that you're experiencing, it feels so mm-hmm. surreal. But then you understand, like, why yeah. and how. So I don't know how much I should re- reveal right now. But I mean, yeah, we walk into a completely surreal yeah, situation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think and I think that's kind of like what works to put you on your heels immediately is that mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. No, but the kid one put a fucking right. noose around a yeah. cat, though. Like, I, I mean, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this movie. Yeah. Like, right now, like, I'm fucking over this. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, everything is, everything is kind of like a weird hunky-dory type of thing where, like, everybody's mm-hmm. partying and everything. But then you see kids with nooses. And, like, I think, yeah. for, I think for people <laughs> in 2023, even if he didn't put a noose on a cat, just having a noose would be, like next to a confederate flag would oh, be yeah. insanely you know, upsetting you know what it's when you know what's right. happening yeah like i didn't need to put her on a cat i would like i would have been like you're putting around uh um someone who doesn't look like yeah. you right because you're a piece yeah. of shit yeah he yeah. It, which is interesting thing though because there is no there are no people of color in this film whatsoever so they, it, they just wanted yeah. people from the north yeah in right. general so they weren't necessarily even going after like like people of color in this which was an interesting move and i don't know if there's if there's any research behind like why they did that though i mean i'm kind of glad they didn't but mm-hmm. like because it would have created a totally different layer to this movie yeah, that might yeah. have complicated it yeah i, I, I but don't it's a north versus south movie <laughs> yeah, yeah basically it's like a fuck the north yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're just saying fuck the north which is funny like i mean it, like when you think about it like so like i don't have any 
uh, heritage in this country before like 1915 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like you think they're just capturing people from the Union States, but like those people weren't even part of the fucking Civil War. Like their families weren't part of the mm-hmm. Civil War. But yeah. then you kind of learn the reason why at the end. Yeah. Because ghost town. But mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the remake of this 2001 Maniacs, they do include a black character and it's a really, really like dark scene that's the one like, with uh robert england in it yeah yeah, yeah robert yeah. england yeah it's a really really mm-hmm. dark scene that they like yeah they dispatch him with mm-hmm. um but yeah you have these cars roll into the main street and everybody's waving confederate flags and like it's it's more off-putting for us now than i think it would be back then mm-hmm. but they're they basically get swarmed and you know, these six people, they're told, hey, you're the guest of honor. We've been waiting on you, not for you. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, this is all Mayor Foghorn Leghorn, by the way. Yeah. He's this, like, this I say, man. I say, I say. Like, it's yeah, just so exactly. cartoonish. It's so cartoonish. And like, he's such a buffoon. Yeah. Like, he he feels like a lot of kids I went to high school with who like, they learn one smart fact and then they can't stop turning it on you. <laughs> like the one mm. smart thing they learn that they can use a gotcha on you as. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. you still can't mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. <laughs> There's people who are like, I don't want to be devil's advocate, but. Right, yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm, that's shoulder shrug on that one. Like, mm, I want to be devil's advocate, but. But yeah, the, yeah this, let me see the shitty thing. This mirror is buffoonish. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, Rufus and Lester, the guys who play them, cannot do a southern. They can't hold on to a southern accent to save their lives. Not really. No. <laughs> it's like they'll start one and then they'll lose it. Then they'll regain it. Like in the course of a of a, a a paragraph of dialogue, they will gain and lose their southern accent about four times. But in fairness, they look the part enough that you don't fucking like even think about that's it that's true they do look like yeah, yeah like, they got the 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 hayseed thing going yeah the guy playing like rufus is like kind of bug-eyed and his eyes are going everywhere and lester is like filthy like yeah. his his shirts are always wrinkled and untucked and he looks like he's covered in oil half the time so yeah he looks like a, me- he's a mechanic type kind of right. country mechanic type um you know, we were talking about my movie and talking about how good the sound design is. This is the opposite of that. They feel like they have three mics for the entire shoot and they just place them in random plus spots in the street and hope it picks up the dialogue. <laughs> to be fair, I think Taurus Trap has gotten a Blu-ray remaster at some point. <laughs> yes, I, I, I completely agree that my film did not fucking equalize any of its sound at some point <laughs> it was so hard to even hear the dialogue at times the dialogue i don't know i, I was able to hear the dialogue but like the music stings fine. come in sometimes so loud. Was screaming yeah. sometimes you yeah. felt like the people on screen were screaming in your ear and then oh, sometimes yeah. you didn't well, even hear what they were saying there's a lot of joyous occasions going on yeah. too sidebar like i was just like yeah i it didn't come off too jarring to mm. me. no i think i think the joyous like all the joyous hooping and hollering like really plays well into the uh fucking sound design because it's like it lends to one the title of just 2000 maniacs because it's just people like overjoyed to fucking misbehave 
and then like you have people screaming over top of other people screaming mm-hmm. uh, it just yeah i don't know it just plays well and again it's that it's that upsetting behavior but also it's uh it's juxtaposed is what it is mm-hmm. it's it's, mm. it's just like it's it's upsetting this you know the same way where kids are playing with fucking lynching ropes yeah you know like mm. that's upsetting but also eh, they're having a good time like you know <laughs> <laughs> look kids be kids yeah, you know? yeah boys will be you boys know, i don't like that i don't like that but no no I hear no, you. you're, no you're not supposed to like it i think you know i think mm. like even back in the 60s you're not supposed to go oh boys will be boys and choke cats like you're not supposed to be okay with it <laughs> but it's like mm, it's what mm. they'll do we have documentaries about that type of shit now oh yeah yeah that's a that's a big red flag <laughs> Did you torture animals? Did you have a head injury? Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> oh, we said no SpaghettiOs on that one. Yeah. Okay, got Uh-oh, it. SpaghettiOs. Got it. You're probably a serial killer. Watch out. <laughs> oh, you mm. wet the bed too? Trifecta. You got mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're up an abusive household? Uh-oh, no, no. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Mm, baby girl. Not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, the, so the six people, they get led from their cars. They get taken to the hotel they're told oh we're going to treat you so well you're going to be our guests of honor this that and the other thing and then just from there it becomes like a slow picking off of all six guests you know for this centennial celebration which you know anybody who does the math 1964 to 1864 you know oh yeah that's like when the civil war was ended that's civil war time why are they celebrating the civil war you guys lost don't be traitors to the union now you can't do that 100 years later it's bad (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah racism racism aside there's plenty of racism in there but also you're traitors to the union you lost (laughs) you don't get to celebrate (laughs) yeah I wish, like, I wish that was like such a clear. Like, I wonder if that was like just like the point and goal of the movie. Like, hey, yeah, no. Um, see, this is why you guys just like go away at some point. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, you just like go off and ghost off, and then you pop up every once in a while, and we'll just like work to remind you, like, yeah, <laughs> to remind you, maybe, like, you didn't win. <laughs> go away. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we still um we still are okay with you to exist but maybe not go ghost off yeah so the first uh the first two to die are john and b and they are a weird couple because they're married but also they cheat on each other constantly yeah it's and just like a weird kind of mm-hmm. free into it which is like you yeah. know what again yeah oh yeah they, get oh, yucky yum do your thing that's fine you know i'm like cool with that like i want to hear more stories about this like or, you know you know i want more of these love stories they, uh, they brian you may not be into yucking their yum but they're definitely into cucking <laughs> mm, i don't even know if it's cucking i think it's like literally like separate but equal like you know baby girl wants to go get her thing. i think they're cucking yeah. each other wants, though like they do he that is I, what they like, call it in the south would. separate but equal <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I feel like watching they just like want to be like I want to pretend like I don't know that you're about to go fuck someone but I'm I'm also gonna go do that too but I'm also gonna pretend like you're not so we're so faithful to one another see I think I Ultimate. think the 
piece we're missing because they both get killed before it happens. The piece we're missing is where they come back and tell each other about the people they were oh, cucking yeah, their yum is, to. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, I you don't, don't think, think they, they would, would. tell. They okay. don't, I don't. I don't think they're the type of couple. I think they literally want to be deceitful. Mm. They're like, I get off more by the her sneaking. not knowing mm. and him like not knowing. See, I felt like B was going to come back and tell John about how big Harper's cock was. <laughs> And then, oh, like, no, no, and then no. she, but would, the, she might have mentioned how big his like dildo collection maybe. was, though, you know, by <laughs> shape and size. <laughs> and then John would have re- John would have retorted with how good uh, Betsy's head game was. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. they get into a competition with each other and they start hate fucking. Right, and then they get re- yeah, they get real horny. <laughs> that that's like you horned. guys are bordering <laughs> on. Fanfic right now. It's good fanfic. Richard yeah, Gordon Lewis fanfic. Hell yeah! It's actually a porno fanfic. Yeah. Let's be That's real. That's what like, all this whole fanfic movie is, is Meg. Welcome to fanfic. <laughs> I'm shooting extra scenes for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have your camera out right now? <laughs> I'm adding. Don't to, ask I'm questions. making it better. Don't ask and I'll questions. fix the sound design. I'm making it better. <laughs> but yeah, B and John, they get lured away because they're both whoring around on each other as we learned the term from last film whoring. let's not slut shame they're, they, I mean they definitely need to be you. I'm just using the parlance they're whoring using the parlance of the south yeah. whoring. Yeah. whoring but yeah they get lured away B goes out in the fields with Harper and Harper shows her a cool knife trick <laughs> which is really then followed with 0 to 60 doesn't he yeah he's like check out this knife like which is like such a such a like a 12 year old thing of like yeah. look how sharp my knife is i got a cool knife at rogers and it's mm. really sharp check it out mm. <laughs> and then like he cuts her thumb and she's like what are you doing you stupid idiot you cut my knife or you cut my thumb and he goes hold on i'll fix it and then just cuts her entire thumb off <laughs> yeah as i said it goes from zero to 60 it's like hey we're gonna go out in the woods and you know fool around never mind i'm gonna cut your thumb off yeah <laughs> just such an intense thing Down to do mm-hmm. and the way to fix that is to bring her to the mayor because the mayor would know how to fix a f- cut off thumb yeah <laughs> which just leads to them cutting her entire arm off with an axe yeah which like for 1964 both of these are really graphically violent yeah like mm-hmm. this is pretty brutal that's what the um, people who are going to see this movie in 1964 or whatever it was um they were going for that they were going to see were that they like even, i don't know were they even prepared though because this is pretty er- early in his career and it even like like i feel like a lot did of they us even make it to that scene like or that like to a theater like that's the other part that I'm, I'm sure question. yeah like, i'm sure yeah, these was, were like drive-in know? movies yeah these were yeah. these were mm. um these were schlocky drive-in movies but yeah this was only a you know but herschel gordon lewis was the first one in the united states to really put this type of stuff on film so i imagine if you know i, I mean if you look at his his movies like this one came out right you know a year after blood feast so i imagine people heard okay yeah yeah if it's yeah since it's post blood feast people probably would know yeah yeah but I, I was also just thinking about how like like this predates night of the living dead which i think is a lot of people's entry into like oh like films are getting violent yeah but i mean mm-hmm. he, he was putting these he's he was pumping these into the 
into the the drive-ins and they, they mm-hmm. he was coming out with one a year i mean there was yeah. not 63 64 65 66 67 68 like literally once a year he was just making these yeah these these gore flex for people to you know it was, it was like a um you know, it's almost something you could see on a dare or something, you know? Right. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. I, mm. I just, you know, I guess because like none of us are old enough to remember, I just don't know how prevalent his films were. Like, I'm sure there were, there were some theaters and drive-ins that like always got his stuff in, but like, was it mm-hmm. nationwide? And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they were catching it on the Bible belt, you know? Oh yeah. I would love to hear, um, local history more about like our own drive-ins mm-hmm. and like the data releases. Cause I think that would be, if anyone is listening and knows, or if either of you guys know, I don't, I don't personally yeah. know. I, I'd be really curious about this. Cause I think it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, I think for sure, about. like definitely. And it, it probably, it's also a bias on our part is like, because we're from Pittsburgh, like a lot of, Night of the Living Dead was for sure a drive-in flick around here. Oh, everywhere, yeah. Like, it, it showed everywhere. Like, almost everybody has some sort of relation to that film. Like, I have a second cousin that was a zombie extra in that film. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm. you know, like, not even a second cousin, whatever it is that it's, like, a cousin of my mom. You know, some shit like that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, everybody has some sort of connection to that film. So, like, of course, it showed everywhere. So, I don't know how much, like... Uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis penetrated outside of his uh, immediate space. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know how much, mm-hmm. you know, Romero penetrated outside of his space eventually because it just mm-hmm. became such a phenomenon within mm-hmm. the drive in. So I don't know. Right. It's an interesting history thing that we could look into, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. This is not right now. Moment. No. Um, baby girl's almost uh, finished a bottle of wine. Right. And I'm three beers so deep, I, so I ain't going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Poo. We are not going. We are Brian's not going to lie, Brian. Brian's got to take a shit. <laughs> Brian's got to do right. butt. What else do we got? <laughs> so, yeah. butt. so B's dead. Uh, John is seduced by Betsy and he gets drawn and quartered. Yeah. Which pretty unique uh you know i'd say the most unique thing about this film is like the way everybody is dispatched it's just things you don't see in film in in general yeah like the only other films i can think that have drawn quartering is the remake of this film and braveheart yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like that's something you would get threatened in a lot of like westerns and like uh uh, and like old like kind of roman you know not ben-hur necessarily but a movie like that i can imagine you know somebody being threatened with drawn and quartering but that's something you regularly see i do want to make a note of that i i the irony was not lost on me when they are playing uh rolling in my sweet baby's arms while they're cooking her arm over the fire right <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> yeah so b b is you know on the spit roast you know in pieces yeah you know as they're at this jamboree and every, this is where you're kind of two main protagonists of tom and uh uh, uh, uh terry mm-hmm. like they become suspicious of like what is this all about like why are you guys celebrating for what reason what's going on at this mm-hmm. there's a weird hand looking thing on this spit why mm-hmm. uh john is blackout drunk on moonshine <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why he's pretty easily subdued and tied to horses mm-hmm. and you know they're let off and he's ripped apart and you have mm-hmm. uh the other two are beverly and david and they are 
you know, they're just another couple that was traveling with the Millers, uh, B and John. And like, they're slightly on edge, but they seem pretty dumb to like what's going on around them. Yeah, they're, they're just going with the flow. They're pretty compliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not until like the next day after, you know, everybody after B and John have been torn apart because they also know B and John fucking fuck around on each other. Mm-hmm. So they're they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah they're off fucking you know whoever <laughs> they're banging but, the people yes, of the town. Aren't they like, like oh, yeah. then you say like oh they they're on a boat ride or something and then you just see like Wally and the Beave is just they're just throwing their limbs in the lake. They're throwing sacks in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they they call down to the hotel and they're like hey hotel lady where are our friends at and they're like oh all your friends are on walks right now and they're like. I don't know about that. Those people don't walk mm-hmm. if they don't have to. Yeah, because they're like, <laughs> like the w- please don't project yeah, right now. It's the one time Brian. that sets them off because they're like, oh, John, <laughs> he went on a walk. He's not usually up for before ten, yeah. and he was drunk as fuck. There's no way he's getting up with that hangover. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's good detective work, you know. <laughs> Real smooth. <laughs> but they still fall in. You know, still David and Beverly fall into the trap of being separated. They're taking the different little stations, little, you know, celebrations that they're having. Uh, David is led to the barrel roll, which is, I don't know, it's kind of fun. It looks fun. It's a pretty, br- it's <laughs> it a pretty brutal not. thing. It almost feels like some saw shit a little bit. Like, it's like yeah. if, if there was, a you know, the saw company picnic, you know, you'd see something like that going down. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty brutal. They, they hammer nails through a barrel, then put them in the barrel and roll them down the hill. Mm. No, you got you got it backwards. They do it the other way because they what they do they trick them and they say as the guest of honor you have to crawl through the barrel. Well, they put him in the barrel first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to crawl through the barrel, and he's like, I don't want to crawl through the barrel. We have a special treat for you. How do you like nails? (laughs) And then they hold Mm. him in the barrel and then start the band. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they hold him in the barrel and like here it's nail time, and he's like, Ow, you got me. Uh, Oh, we should have started saying it's hammer time. (laughs) We should have said hammer time damn it we fucked up the joke no but it's like (laughs) there's so much the silliness of the like music in these scenes kind of betrays the like pretty sinister nature of the subject yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like i I get it they're trying to lighten it maybe i don't know if they're trying to lighten it or i don't think so yeah no i think i think it's more meant to be like you're almost experiencing it from the crowd Cause like even yeah. when John is drawn and quartered, there's a moment where the crowd is kind of like, "Oh, that was like kind of fucked up." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know how we feel about it. And then Rufus and Lester are quick to correct everybody, and like, "No, this is a party. You got a party. Play the music. It's time to party. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> We're having fun. Everybody's having fun." Well, like, yeah. There's like I think you constantly are able to like get into a perspective of like where this is coming from like you're you're you know even from the beginning and getting this caricature of like you know them trying to capture people from the north and then getting into the like actual crowd of constantly feeling like you're part of it Mm -hmm. because there's just always just so much excitement so much going on and that you don't even know necessarily always what you're experiencing and i think that if you've ever experienced these type of situations where you're in big crowds or like experiencing part of it like that's how it feels and i think they did a good job Mm -hmm. 
at making you never necessarily feel like part of one group or another or be able to relate to someone or be able to be a part of something. I think there's just this sense of like there's a lot of chaos going around you and there's a lot of things going around you and you just never able to feel settled or like you believe one thing or the other. And I think that allows things that are kind of fucked up to happen because you don't fully know what's going on. You don't know until it already happened. Right. And like you're being led around by like an entire town. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just it's not yeah. just one person trying to trick you. It's an entire town. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you know, Ari Aster completely ripped, you know, Midsummer from this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could definitely make yeah. that argument for but sure. But I mean, it, it's it's very totally. similar. Yeah, I definitely got some mm-hmm. uh, some some Wicker Man vibes, especially mm-hmm. with the, the songs yeah. reminded me of that specifically. Yeah, but but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just constantly like you know, just a lot of people trying to trick you, and you just get swept up in the tide of being pushed into these things. And you, know, it's not it's not until it's too late that you know, obviously, you know, uh, think bad things can happen to you. Uh, the Beverly gets the bad thing of like the Super Looney Tunes death. <laughs> oh, she gets she gets tied up under teetering rock. Yeah, which is, it's just a hilarious thing. Like this here is teetering rock. Why is it called that? Because we put it up on this platform and it's teetering. We build a platform, put a mm-hmm. rock in a precarious situation, and then it's basically a dunk tank that crushes you with a rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it reminds. It's pretty solid. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. uh, there, yeah. there's a there's an episode where like all the bad guys are telling their stories of how they tried uh, to kill Batman. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I know that episode. Yeah, and Killer Croc's story is like oh, I tried to hit him with a rock, <laughs> and everybody's just like, "What? <laughs> well, it was a big rock." <laughs> Let's go back to my movie. A rock would have been really effective. A rock would have been effective in your movie. You know I mean? Sometimes like, yeah, that's all like, you need like, is a rock. It's funny. Yeah, it's, sometimes a gun d- barrel does not actually do much. Interestingly enough, this car, this death of a rock falling off a platform onto her, uh, her and she's tied to it is the second most cartoonish death because a guy right before <laughs> this uh, gets got by quicksand. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. That's so f- <laughs> I, I, I didn't consider that so much cartoonish as 1940s serial-ish. <laughs> yeah, ever. But, like, okay, can we, like, pause for a second? Did you not, as a child, feel like dying via quicksand was the scariest thing yeah. you could have yeah. ever experienced? Yeah, yeah it was terrifying. And you're like, I don't even know where I would ever experience this, but it is terrifying. Yeah, I always figured I was going to get... It's like drowning, but worse. Slow, yeah. I always figured that I was probably going to either get caught in quicksand at some point or get mm-hmm. amnesia mm, and, I never, yeah. and i never definitely got should have been more amnesia but like what would have amnesia would have done? like what just every head injury done? was an amnesia head uh, injury yeah like in cartoons like in in tv shows yeah you okay. always got so fucked like up by birdies yeah, those were just mm-hmm. and you're doing the same things over and over again until you're like oh okay my body sucks and now you're almost 40 and like yeah, I, it's all catch up to you. Yeah, now I'm almost 40 and I've had plenty of head injuries and I've never lost my memory. I've only seen bright lights sometimes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't have mm. that much of a memory, but that also might be weed. <laughs> or both. It could be a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, the old cartoon mallet of weed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's high as fuck and got tummy aches. You know, I know <laughs> that's my we... life. Um, the, the the teetering rock scene really did for a minute. It was creepy when they're 
talking her into getting on there and she doesn't want to. And then they just like, they're, they're kind of still holding up that, that facade of this is a joke, but then eventually it's not. And it clearly isn't. And it, 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 and it makes for a a, a pretty creepy scene, but then it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, it's another one of those scenes where it's like, if this was half or a third as long, it would have been way more effective. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely ways that they could have made the punchline more effective and funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it, there is a funny one of like one of the guys comes in and just completely misses the target. Just whiffs, yeah. And they're just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You <laughs> suck at throwing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get your weak arm out of here. You stink. But like, if they... Oh my God, imagine the guy in the town and just the weak arm. Oh my God, how embarrassing. <laughs> you couldn't even crush that lady. <laughs> Everybody's making fun of you later. It's like, you you could have crushed that lady you missed so bad. It was unbelievably bad. Yeah, but it, Aww, like, if they did the punchline of like somebody just ran up and hit the target with their hand, yeah, as like many kids are wont to do at a county fair with the yeah. with the dunk tank clown. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. So yeah, like again, it's a '60s film. Everything is drawn out. It, every film from the '30s to the '60s is drawn out. Editing fucking sucked back then. You know why editing sucked? Because it was fucking super hard. <laughs> you had yeah. to splice it. That's terrible. Just uh-huh. let things run. Yeah, let that just let car the park. Roll. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it fills up time. It's one less cut I have to make. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the basics, baby. Yeah. Let's fucking just like no splicing. Let's just let it, go. let it run. Let it run. I don't want to. I don't want to make cuts and glue shit. That's so much more money. Mm-hmm. Now, is he lazy or just smart? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That's a fine line question. Uh, fine line. So, yeah, the, during this whole time, though, you have Tom doing investigations. Like, he's making calls. He's trying to make calls out. He finds a fucking rock that tells about how the unions mutilated a bunch of, you know, essentially killed the entire town, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, didn't make me feel bad. I was like, we probably need a new Sherman today, so I don't know what I'm upset about. <laughs> supposed to be upset about. <laughs> what am I supposed to be upset about right now? Yeah, what am I supposed to be mad about? I'm for a new Sherman in 2023. Let it go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they he Tom convinces Terry he's like, hey, it's time to get out of town because we're about to go. They run out of town, and you know, as Brian mentioned, some uh, Harper is chasing them and gets stuck in quicksand and drowns. And there's a slight moment of Tom hesitating and he's thinking, should I save him? And then does the smart thing, unlike Wolf Creek characters, and just says, no, wait a minute. No, bye. No, obviously not. <laughs> obviously not. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's now. Baby, you can you can handle your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone is resilient. Yeah, okay? You should have known not to run let's in like, there. This is your area. Let's start giving horror advice. If you're in a scenario... They can always handle themselves. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, Figure it out. Terry and Tom run into town and they trick young Billy. They promise him candy and he, he gets them to the garage mm-hmm. and gets the car and they promise him, hey, you can drive 70 on the highway. And he's like, hot diggity dog. 70. <laughs> he, he says hot doggy. <laughs> yeah. Man, boy howdy and hot dog, man. Okay, like these are phrases I want to always have in my, like, you know, repertoire. Hot doggy. Dude, my, my grandpap said hot dog all the time. Anytime hot he was dog. excited about stuff. <laughs> <a> hot dog. <laughs> He'd slap his hat off his knee. 
<laughs> oh my god! I get, wow, I got horny here. <laughs> Well, he's dead, Meg, so. <laughs> Meg's, uh, wow, I'm even more Meg, Meg's now. perfect man is uh, <laughs> is uh, Yosemite Sam, turns out. <laughs> uh, it's actually, he's southern and he's dead. Those are two. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they get out on the highway. Uh, they come up to the tree that was blocking the road. They toss out Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do just pretty much yeet yeah. Billy out. They yeet him. Yeah. I they wish it would have been him. a harder yeet. They kind of place yeah. him, but it would have been funnier if they were just like, I'm about to kick this motherfucker out the window. Yeah. <laughs> just a little put two feet on him and launch him. Yeah, if they just launched him off camera and like let the, let the actor fall on a mat or something, it yeah. would have been so much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Terry and Tom get out of town. Uh, they were being chased by the Beverly Hillbillies truck. Yeah. Out of town. Yeah, you could literally, is, like, if you were to play the Benny Hill theme with a banjo, that's what would, would have been playing in the background there. Yeah, which fucking rolls. The engine, <laughs> like, they were very specific about keeping the engine sound of that truck in. Like, even mm-hmm. over the music, they're like, this thing sounds so fucked up. Put it in. Ah, <laughs> oh, do it, do it, do it. Then, like... Made him feel, probably feel, like, a little sassy, you know yeah. I mean? Like... I, this is we're basically at the end because the main characters have escaped and this is where for me it started to drag because it kind of became like okay you can end it now yeah but okay you can end it Mm -hmm. now and it's like you have the whole thing where they go and meet with a sheriff and like the sheriff is like i'm gonna give you a fucking breathalyzer Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go back to the town and then this and that. And, and it's everything's like, mighty peculiar. He keeps yeah. he says like mighty peculiar five times. Yeah. I heard I heard mm-hmm. I heard plenty of stories about this area. And he's like, what kind of stories? Ooh. Well, you know, it's stories about a town let, that was. <laughs> yeah. Let me stroke my chin. Yeah. Well, it's funny because this is a scene that didn't need to be there and felt long. And then there's another scene after this, right? Which is just mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you didn't. You, yeah, you didn't need the cop to explain it uh, because you just get it. You get that it was like a ghost town mm-hmm. and supernatural shit. Yeah, but like, yeah, so it's supernatural and like, okay, it may like the whole story now makes sense as to why they're so into Confederate flags. Uh, why they don't actually particularly care about the people that they're scooping up. Like they don't realize that the, like the huge migration of Mm -hmm. immigrants, you know, from the twenties and forties, they don't know world war two happened. They don't know any of this shit. That's why they're just like, get them Yankees. Cause they just think Yankees. That's all they, that's all they know. That's the enemy. Yeah. But at the same time though, is like, I feel like when we're talking about the civil war, like the way they were dressed wasn't necessarily, didn't come across as aligned with that. So it did seem like there was some growth with it. That was, you know what I mean? So like, I can believe the whole idea of a ghost sound because what is going to make a point to say is like both of your films kind of had this like weird supernatural feel to you're like, Oh cool. Like what is with this hijinks is like, 
we got a little bit of spooky shit potentially. But you want to hear yeah. what my my theory is, Steve, In about theory. about about yours with the uh, why the people because may, may brought up a good point is like okay, so if they died and they just came back to life to celebrate the hundredth, you know, the centennial of their town, they'd be, be wearing like yeah, that. they wouldn't be dressed like the sixties. They'd yeah. be dressed like the fucking eighteen mm-hmm. sixties. But mm-hmm. you overhear them talking. This is the scene at the end, which is tremendously stupid. Especially when Harper comes out of the quicksand and it's like, "Don't leave without me, guys!" And he just like walks it's with so, them. It's so funny because they're like, <laughs> but they call him out. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, buddy, come on, but get then, out of the quicksand!" That, that I'm like, the, you know ask the I mean? question: like, Why'd you stop? <laughs> Why'd you stop? Because what he's an idiot in there. Because he's an idiot. But this is, yeah. it feels so. It just feels so performative. Like this is something. This is why it felt like the it played into the ghost mm-hmm. town, but. What the time frame of which they were coming back didn't truly really make no, sense. No, but they, but um, anyway, get, but this is getting to my point about like wh- he could last in the quicksand for how I suppose if you're long, a ghost, like, you don't have to worry about drowning. Mm, but the the thing that that yes, they did with so. the uh, the the their little conversation, the two hayseed guys, they're like, "Well, we'll see you in a hundred years, you know, or whatever." They're going to come back in another mm-hmm. hundred years, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like, "Well, I reckon man, another hundred years we'll have flying cars." And it's just like, so my guess my point yeah. is they've come back. They didn't just come back for the centennial day. They were no. preparing for this in the afterlife, mm-hmm. planning the because you don't just show up at midnight on the exact oh, anniversary. Man. 20 bucks is there just some southern silly go- geeses and they just fucking they do they, they just change up like imagine another hundred years they're gonna be doing something well this is my weird. question it's like how like, did they different. even if they just popped out of nowhere into 19 the 1900s and 1960s and they're like oh here's what we'll do we'll put up a road mm-hmm. thing because i know about cars right cars exist and road these here <laughs> roads exist and we're going to put up a sign that's a detour because a road construction none of that thing would have none of that would have been a thing in the 1860s so like they apparently they had some ability to premeditate their whole plan in the they afterlife had, i mean maybe they had some ability to premeditate like as ghost observers like mm-hmm. maybe it's only 100 years before they can interact yeah, uh, I think we're breaking ghost laws, <laughs> so I'm not going to fight it too much. I don't think that's how they work. I think they get stuck in where they are, and that's, that's what you think about ghosts. So, I mean, that's what we fucking know shit. about ghosts. Is like they're just energy stuck in one place. They like have shit they fucking need to work for, and then they need like someone to come save well, what them. What about and be heaven, like, Meg? Let me set you free. What about free. heaven, Meg? I don't believe in that's heaven. That's where you're wrong. Heaven's real and you're not going there. <laughs> I don't. That's true. I fucking hope I don't. I Oh, man. If I end up in heaven, I'm going to cause a ruckus. This is. Furious. Oh, man. I'm going to be such a ruckus. But also, Meg, you said they need something to work for. And this is what they're working for. Because I I believe yeah. if they had killed. Wait, to if, set the South, make the South win. No, 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 again? no. no. If think? they had killed all six tourists as they were supposed to, they would have brought the town back from the ghost world. I think it was a summoning fucking like. Oh, so they're like they're like cursed. Yeah. So this is actually okay, guys. Let's break it down. It, this is actually a cursed mm-hmm. situation. Makes way more sense. Um, so now this makes sure this makes the plot of like let's adapt to society. Everyone, yeah, right saying. yeah. All right, guys, let's fucking go. That's what they're I'm doing. They were trying yeah. to bring I'm themselves. I'm on back. board. I'm on board. <laughs> 
We can stop talking about how I'm going to go to heaven and cause a ruckus. Let's fucking go. I like, I like that we can insult Meg and just be like, see you in heaven, Meg. <laughs> it's supposed to be pretty cool there. Yeah. I heard they got yep. fucking cheese fountains like Golden Corral. See you there, Meg. Um, I just feel like they're just piss fountains. Piss fountains. Well, it's heaven. You can have yeah, whatever you want. It's heaven for somebody. Somebody's, listen, somebody's heaven is another person's I just want to ruin everyone's image about heaven by saying stuff like that. Like that's R. Kelly's piss uh, fountain right there. Like right there. I I see it right there. Totally. Yeah, that's um, I hope so. Anyway, but you, someone who believes you're going to heaven, is going to end up with that too. Piss fountain. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I'll put money on it. I don't want it. I'll put money on it. I will add avidly. Like, Jokes I on you, Meg. Oh, my, man. Pit, my piss heaven has a piss fountain. <laughs> um, all right. So, the, the, your piss reality is actually as a fucking I have my own piss little piss fountain. Right I can now. piss wherever I want. Yeah, bud. Um, <laughs> it's in a closet for sure. No, I was talking about my wiener. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, okay. So, you can point oh, yeah. it. And just, no, I can I'm make say, a piss fountain. My point the... is, I can piss straight up and it's like a fountain. Uh, okay, heard you have a penis. Yeah, that's cool. the best part Sick. about it. Got um, it. Got it. Anyway, so um, yeah, the, the the fog. Oh, you know, we already talked about that, but um, <laughs> the I wanted fog to, to talk you know, about the, the fog <laughs> pops up like in the woods. They like walk into they the woods. They all go into the There's woods. There's just all that fog they just, like, pops disappear. up. It's like. I guess you didn't need that, but there's so much at the end of the scene or at the end. You don't need the conversation with them in the car about, well, I'll take you to your teacher's conference and all that mumbo jumbo Um, didn't need to be there. And then this really, to me, I kind of overlooked it for most of the movie until this last little dialogue, unneeded dialogue in the car. Terry is terrible at acting. She's horrible. (laughs) She's unbelievably bad. But also, I think she worked the most after this film, so. Ah, man, she was, I, I, it just kind of was like, eh, you know, I didn't really notice until this scene. I was like, wow, either you were so done at the end of the day that you were just phoning this in, or you mm-hmm. were truly an awful, awful actor. I mean, she worked all the way up to 2002, so Sheepus. I think she just didn't uh you know maybe that that uh last scene she was done it's fucking yeah. hot and it's florida and she's outside she was phoning it in yeah yeah but yeah not a big deal but yeah that's 2000 maniacs everybody had a good time it was looney tunes there was ghosts there was violence it's super gory for the 60s and it's a it's a real fun time and hopefully it brings you all to more Herschel gordon lewis because all of the, all of his stuff is fucking bonkers, and it go watch Gore, go watch Gore Gore Girls. That movie's so d- fucking weird. I do need to watch that because that sounds pretty bizarre. I um, yeah. it does sound pretty I, good. Uh, to me. I thought I don't know. I I, I like this movie. I didn't love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not long, but it felt long. Like it was only an hour twenty something mm. runtime, but it felt like it was two hours long. Like I was definitely, uh, mm. um, I, I, it it, it kind of shot its wad early in the movie, you know, where it really kind of peaked around the time when he cuts her thumb off and then cuts her arm off in like five seconds, and you're like, God damn, this is fucking wild! Like shit's <laughs> about to go bonkers, and then it like kind of mm. really doesn't. Um, like the draw and quarter thing was okay. Um, I don't know. It just never really got. It sounded like it was going to be a really creepy concept, 
of like you're stuck in this town and everyone's fucking insane and blah 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 but then it just ended up uh, I don't know. It just it, it outweighed it out. Uh, it wore out its welcome, I'll say. Yeah. I mean, like for this film uh, coming after Blood Feast and Blood Feast being such a flat uh, like uh, like police procedural just dialogue heavy too. yeah. Like, I mean, Blood Feast feels like an episode of Dragnet, but with violence. Yeah, is and what that is. Way longer. Yes, it yeah. does. You're 100 so, right. It's it's. I understand the influence of it, but like Blood Feast is pretty boring. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, I I'm just saying like this is a, a marked improvement. Yeah. Over that film because yep. like you get a lot mm-hmm. of interesting camera angles, like you know this uh, like the camera, you know, looking down upon the town as everybody's just swarming the cars, and like mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. a lot of unsettling things, and again. I think this is really, really interesting because almost everything happens in the daylight. Yeah. You know, with the mm-hmm. exception of drawing and quartering, like the barrel roll is in the Which middle is, of the day. Which is, in essence, really harder to like create more creepy mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah. And let's be real. But I also, I like not to interject, this is the only thing that I felt like with both your films that like watching both of them and to call out specifics, please don't make me do it <laughs> right now, is that I felt like I could see other newer horror films that like built influence off both your films. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I could see it. I mean, that's why I'm, like, very thankful I didn't go with, like, something like a Rob Zombie film, because I was like, holy shit, I would have been called out the fuck. Mm. He stole everything from both of your guys' films, you know, type thing. So, um, yeah. yeah. Separate, but interesting and different and equal. Um, I felt like with when um tourist trap came out that it was like it became a little bit more derivative and like a little less original and no offense like it was still a fun film i really did enjoy it and i could see how it influenced other shit um whereas i felt like 2000 maniacs just like as a little bit unhinged and maybe some plot points weren't really fully there was silly goofy looney tunes like but like i could see how it created it was like still unique on itself yeah Yeah. i think i mean it's still Uh, it's still unique today because you know you don't you don't see you don't see the barrel roll you don't see people getting crushed with big rocks i I didn't i I get what you're saying (laughs) the only thing that i said with like anything feeling long in like a 1969 film is that that's like what Mm -hmm. it was 100 hour and 20 minutes it was just not what was like that's oh yeah like that would just it, it was long for that time but like it didn't being able to understand that my film felt really fucking long yeah. also and it was too yeah. long also if you can if you take you into consideration I mean? that lewis is making drive-in films the same way we talk about films today having screen time built in drive-in films had makeout time built in Ooh, oh yeah, neck and time. Yeah, they definitely did. Call that deal. So neck like and time. that that whole scene where Tom's on the fucking phone. Who gives a shit? Let's make kisses. You yeah, know? let's let's <laughs> let's impregnate mm, each I want other. Neck and time built into my life too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got you got to watch you know fucking bad Netflix shows or you know fucking Herschel Gordon Lewis no, driving films. Need, I just need a dude to do that too. You <laughs> well, know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to advertise this now. I'll be like, ooh, yeah, no, we just got to build it into our hangout. <laughs> you know? Meg is putting right. it out there. If you're a Chuck Connors forward. type. 
<laughs> Find yourself some real rootin' tootin' Chuck Connors type. You say hot dog. Oh my god! <laughs> hot uh, yeah, no. If you're okay me saying boy howdy, hot dog. Um, if you if you I jump around shooting the air like two pistols, <laughs> mm-hmm. you just pounce back and forth shooting the air. You, you have a giant use, red mustache. Like, the guns, the finger guns, like when you talk yeah. to me. Cool. Yeah. Huge no. red mm. handlebar mustache that's Ooh, wider than yeah, your head. Oh, it's red too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely go for red. I'm just uh, I'm describing. <laughs> if you're under five one, call people call people varmints. <laughs> all right, let's vote on this, you fucking weirdos. Yeah. Um, let's go and wrap this shit up. Um, all right, May or I mean Steve, you get to decide how the voting situation goes. Yeah, I think we'll just go to the order that we presented today. So okay. we'll go we'll go Meg, Brian, and then me last. Well, I'm going to hear to ruin everyone's day by going first because I'm not voting for myself as my first choice. Oh, so, okay. um, clearly that was not going to be the case by calling myself my movie a turd mm. to start. Mm. I don't know. Maybe um, you still so liked now, your turd more than you liked our old movies. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually liked both of you guys both more than mine. Um, I liked my kill scenes a little bit more, but that's like doesn't change the whole overview thing um okay so i ultimately um genuinely like both your films would definitely rewatch both of them um but i really feel like if for the you know in my mind it was hillbilly hijinks or whatever we call ruckus wood rednecks whatever we're calling it um i felt like both of you guys like kind of had that sense to it um but i really like 2000 maniacs a lot more i had a lot more fun with it um uh it seemed a lot more silly to me which i don't necessarily what i was looking for per se but like overall for like the gore kind of what i expected out of a redneck film was being silly and off the walls in a sense but also like kind of hitting some things i don't know i don't even know exactly what to look for but i i feel like tears of maniacs i kept my attention i had a lot of fun with it and that was yeah oh um, you know what you've done sorry you know bud. what you've done to us now by going rogue you know what Go, i'm you went doing rogue here you've you've i don't know if you guys would expect steve me steve had a three-peat. Mm-hmm. So our votes... Th- I mean, you could vote for my film just to be an no, asshole. No, I can't say do that. that. I- uh, mine's definitely no, the best. Can't. Yeah. But I would have voted... I would have voted for yours uh, second. Really? Yeah. Wow, really? I, didn't, I really didn't like I'm 2000 Maniacs. More, I thought it was... I'm actually a lot more shocked I understand the influence, like the influential nature of it, um, and, I, and I respect and appreciate Herschel Gordon-Lewis, but... It was boring and poorly acted, and the sound was terrible. And apart from a few little fun bits, the whole thing could have been like 20 minutes long, and you would have got all the good parts. So, like, it just dragged on and on and on. It reminded me of like the amusement park a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the early Romero film, but it did, but I feel like less boring. Right. Well, exactly. Well, the, 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 uh, amusement park was like a half hour long or something like that, wasn't it? It's definitely it was only an hour. an hour. It was like a straight yeah. hour. Yeah. yeah. So it was like not even really feature length. So Mm-mm. for this movie to just, like I said, it just dragged. It was uh, 
there were some fun parts of it, but like there's a lot of movies that if I want to have like, you know, hijinks with the town people and all the cops being silly with each other and blah, 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 like there's probably some movies I would have picked over this one. I didn't dislike it, but at least with with Wolf Creek, I thought the performances for the most part were pretty good. Um, mm, and yeah. there actually was like a couple of parts. I was like, oh, this is there are horror elements to this like 2000 maniacs is aside from the the violence it's almost hard to call it a horror movie but uh, I, I think i, I mean disagree. i feel like the only thing to say yeah. like a time and place of that of how horrors evolved i fully think it it falls does into, like but a by horror, modern you know what i mean no like, it's, it's clearly a horror movie but by by modern standards there are westerns that are way more violent yeah there's you westerns know, that are way more violent i think i mean I hate to keep like making this silly comparison to Midsummer, but it's it's kind of the exact same thing of like you have a, a town that is like off putting. Yeah. That is in the middle of daylight. Like the what makes this horror is like, oh, you almost feel like this could happen to you. And yeah, like, uh, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. I take that back. It, it, it's it's very clearly a horror movie. That was probably unfair to say. But. I think part of like the, the things that make it special like that, which is, you know, I'm imagining, um, uh, oh, what's the Twilight Zone episode where, uh, well, e- even the original um, uh, Body Snatchers movie, mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it's not violent or gory and there's not really much even in the way of like visible monsters. But the scary thing is the oppressive feel of the town. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got that in the very opening scene when they drive into town and the whole town's around them. But then after that, it just kind of loses the creepiness because everything becomes silly. Uh, it becomes so, silly. And it also they kind of give away that it's that it mm-hmm. is malicious. Each other hand. Yeah. yeah, you're you're mm-hmm. ahead of you're way ahead yeah. of the the protagonist. You know yeah. what's coming. You're right. just well, you're just, you know, you're not along for the ride. You're yeah. witnessing it. Right. Yeah. Right. And that, like, I don't really want to tear apart Taurus Trap either, though. Like, I feel like if we start like nitpicking it, there's like elements of it where you're just like, OK, yeah, like I knew this. Like, like uh, there could be a lot of things that ended up being predictable, even though like plenty of it, you know, if I exist how I am and I'm like, yeah, don't put me around dolls or anything like that that might come alive because this is just shit's going to make me terrified <laughs> because it's just things that really fuck me up. You know what I mean? Like like the time and place of all that, like um, I don't I don't discredit it at all. I think of like if I'm thinking for this topic, I think both actually had like really insane elements for this whole like I actually in watching mine, I was just like, wow, mine's I don't know if I was expecting to have some sort of silly element to it or it created an expectation, which wasn't the full thing. But like thinking of like Southern people who are just like tricking people all around, like I felt like the. 2000 maniacs has created a world where there is just over and over again a like trap for that and not saying that tourist trap wasn't like that but i feel like it was a very predictable like very specific like i am going to capture you and i'm going to turn you into a mannequin that's now going to be something you know like it there is a suspension of belief in all of that but i i i loved 2000 maniacs for a couple other reasons of like I like the silliness of it. Genuinely, I, li- I think the gore is good for the time of time and place of it. Um, 
And I liked the element like both of you guys kind of had this like for me, it was like supernatural feel that I was like, I didn't know this genre could possibly like just take on mm-hmm. that as a thing. But um, they kind of both had that element for me. So I kind of I like that, too. Um, I had I don't know. I had fun with it. So like that's why I went with just maniacs. Yeah. I was like, I, I kind of just. I liked both, though. I will I will give you both. Like, if I picked a second, obviously, Taurus Trap would have been my second, and then my movie would have been yeah, my third. Yeah, I you know, know what I mean? picked like, a that little been... bit of a... I picked a little bit of a, of a polarizing movie with Taurus Trap. I definitely get that. I don't I don't think yeah. so. Like, I, it hit the genre. Like I, like, I don't have any discredit. I think when I came down for me, I was like, what did, what did I genuinely enjoy watching a little bit more? And, like, I both were really good picks yeah. like i the moment i watch i watched both of yours in the same night and then watched mine over two nights and i'm like if we've how, learned anything uh, if meg how, has to spend more than two nights watching a movie she hates it <laughs> yeah no because i'm falling asleep watching. Yeah. <laughs> no but i i generally i had fun watching both of you guys movies yeah. in general so um like it's a good it was a good like episode to the finish on. I yeah, it was fun. It was a fun topic, and it was three three in- enjoyable movies. I didn't hate Wolf Creek as much as you guys did, but I thought they were all uh, pretty enjoyable watches. The problem now, you see, is that we really, really might have fucked ourselves. And and here's what I would like to see: you can't mm. just bail. After you do this bullshit and you give Steve the three-peat, which means he's going to do something awful. I know he already has said it. I heard, I heard, I heard. And for you to just drop this this bump, just to take a shit in the middle of the room and then just leave. Just walk away and say, you clean that up, Brian, with your brain. I don't love how that feels i think it's fair that you stick around for one more punishment episode to get what you have coming to you because this is your fault (laughs) that's what i think so whether or not Um, we decide to do that remains i think you should do a poll like on tomorrow like when this episode comes out just be like should megan stick around for the punishment episode and we'll then decide on the answer is gonna be yes and if if it's no that's gonna make you feel bad because it's like no we want we want to be done with that means i'm gonna take it as they love me so much they don't as the three p champ say that there's not going to be a poll i do hope i do i just do hope meg that you stick around because now it's time to reveal oh what's God. happening oh no i know you I'm gonna, okay. i have a right. marker to write okay. it down like i'm gonna forget it okay mm, i'm gonna i'm gonna put in my google <laughs> like my gmail i Google's. really really think this is a special thing for you guys and it's the most annoying obnoxious terrible thing i could do and i'm so glad it's falling around our two-year anniversary <laughs> okay i actually saw on my instagram stories that today as we were recording i was posting that we were recording our mm-hmm. one year yeah. or two year two year, yeah, two our, year. Our, fir- so, our first episode year, came yeah. out on june 7th i believe yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh this is a very happy anniversary guys happy oh anniversary, my god buddy. i kind of got drunk on the episode <laughs> and had to you know like handle that i need a bunch of crackers that you guys didn't know i was doing <laughs> well, this is your this is your anniversary gift from me yeah the most annoying obnoxious thing i could think to do okay is to make you guys watch 
my senior thesis film. Oh, oh no. my god! <laughs> no, we need to get this dropped in our drive or something. Like it's that. All, it'll be on YouTube. All that right. way, that okay. way, the audience can watch it as well. All right. Okay. We are going to watch my twenty-five minute short thesis film. Yeah. Ghoul of my dreams. <laughs> and if you and if you have three D glasses, you go ahead and put them on. Oh, oh now my I gotta god! Find, I, I need to find some. Oh my god. Where can I buy them? Uh, I don't know. Just find some red and blue 3D glasses if you got them. Okay. Uh, on yeah. the YouTube. So we are watching. It'll, st- it'll be, I'll put it up on the Halloween is Forever YouTube channel. Yeah. So everybody will have a week to watch it. It's only 25 minutes. But yeah, the most annoying, obnoxious thing I could do as a punishment <laughs> film is to make you watch a 15-year-old student film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i am looking forward to Sick. it i actually am kind of looking forward to it because i feel like there's gonna be a lot of oh my god oh, but also oh, i'm the Stevie. champ so i'm the champ so i get to make you watch my garbage <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, it's not fun. just somebody else's garbage now you watch my garbage um i might send you like a ribbon or something <laughs> i'm gonna make you send like i'm gonna send like, you a ribbon you know and i'll be like uh-huh i already won awards for it i don't care <laughs> you're like fuck you yeah. i actually yeah, it was really good all right all guys right, so what? all right I, you got me for a one more. All right. Meg's coming on for the for the punishment episode. For those of you who want to, on the YouTubies this week, search Ghoul of My Dreams. This is... Or Halloween is Forever. Yeah, or Halloween is Forever. Mm-hmm. And then Steve will post a link to it on there. Um, this is Steve's uh, senior thesis film from film school at Penn, Penn State, right? Yep. This is Steve's Penn State Film School thesis film, Goal of My Dreams. What year would this have been, just for some reference? This is 2007. 2007, Mm -hmm. Goal of My Dreams. Guys, go check it out. Uh, You know, I think it's going to skyrocket into popularity, and you're probably going to have to print DVDs or. or, uh, uh, Oh my God, let's scalp this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I live this. in Wilkinsburg now so I, people might be super into yeah, that. you might be able to sell some sell some on the uh, yeah, Ooh, down on the, I'll put like a porno behind don't it bootleg my movie without <laughs> giving me a cut <laughs> bootleg Steve's movie um, alright guys that will be I'm, I'm intrigued I'm intrigued it's not what I was expecting it threw me for a loop but I'm intrigued I told you I had something special yeah and the only I thing just that's thought it was going to be like, horrible mm. like I think you're just going to do some oh, make I some sort I didn't of promise it's not or something I thought something bad was happening yeah. No, we're going to watch Steve's film, which I'm excited. I'm excited to. Uh, we've asked him. We've tried to pull information out of him in the past. He's always very tight lipped about it. He's now going to uh, unleash it on us. So I'm excited For this to watch very this. Reason. Yeah. So I could so I could do a three peat, you know, but it's also nice. That it happened on the anniversary. If it didn't happen now, I was probably going to unleash it if I won December. Mm. You just, know, just as a as a Christmas present, just oh, as a Christmas, you like, you like kind of like have a plan for yeah, when this you're going to premedicated, yeah. strategically yeah. premedicated, <laughs> premedicated. <laughs> well, I'm currently premedicated. <laughs> this was premeditated. I'm glad that we can reverse this a little yeah. bit as far I'm as always, people who don't know how to speak the language. I'm always kind of, of premedicated. Um, <laughs> all right, mm. guys. Check it out on the YouTubes. Join us next week as we uh, watch uh, Steve's senior thesis film and discuss it on that motherfucking mini-sode. Oh, I'm actually going to have like a point system. Like we're going to have a like some like I am going to write notes and give you like a score sure. and be like you pass or fail, bud. You get um, an ABC. C minus. 
<laughs> yeah, like no. What if you get a you beard? Give me you want. It's fifteen. <laughs> um, you give me whatever you want. It's fifteen years old, and I already got my degree. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I feel like this is more important. <laughs> this is more important than degree. This is this is a make or break situation, guys. <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm doing it to you now. All right. All you right. watch student films. <laughs> all right, you buttholes. Brian's got a shit. To Let's go. Shut up. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Champ, champ, champ. <laughs> champ. <laughs>